Blog Talk Radio. And relax in this beautiful space that you've created. Stand up. Okay, we're going to expand the energy. You're going to do it the form with your eyes closed. So you internalize the energy completely. So just close your eyes. In order to go out, you got to go within. Tai Chi is my method of doing it. It allows all energy condensed in the very core of your body and as you continue this practice or any of your Tai Chi forms practice with your eyes closed sometimes so you can really internalize it and some marvelous things will happen I won't spoil your experience if you are not sexual you cannot be spiritual because it takes energy to be spiritual it takes energy to meditate. And I'm not talking about alpha relaxation. I'm talking about meditation, dynamic, deep meditation. Learning to rotate your consciousness through the body in certain specific psychic pathways that the tantric traditions of have master that. And in this way, we open up and enliven ourselves to the possibility of being able to create and be any and everything your potential will allow to be in this lifetime. But I found that this is very effective for developing my sexual energy. And, and when we talk about sexual energy, we're not talking about making love. We're talking about the natural energy that flows through our body that makes us alive. We put the connotation sexual because that's how we deal with it. But there are many ways of using your sexual energy. Creativity, writing, painting, the martial arts form. Many, many ways. But this will increase your sexual energy for what we call love play. It just takes a little practice to get this current going. Do your breathing and sit the energy going out into the earth that goes into your system. If you really want to communicate, and the only way we as men can really communicate with a woman is opening up a heart chakra on a hot to hear. your first step to learning how to use fudging or anything else. It's developing your sexual energy. You see, the, the microcosmic orbit is, is for your health. It creates this orbit around the body and goes into the five internal organs. The cobra breath works strictly with the spine. But the yoga that we just built, it, it works through uh, the thrusting channel in Tibetan. I mean, uh, in Chinese. Tibetan is called the Uma Channel, right in the center of the body. 
And we say that, well, I don't feel it. But you got to develop it. you got to develop the sensitivity of it because it's there. Just because we don't feel it one or two times, we ignore it or, or, or forget it. That's why it takes discipline. And what does discipline mean? You've made a decision to do something. It's complete completion. And when we look at that word completion, nothing is ever complete. Because everything is constantly changing and moving, changing shape, changing energy patterns. So this whole thing that we're doing here, from the physical or the martial arts into the mental and spiritual things, it's, it's not a three-day wonder. You know, it's your life. And as you exhale, slowly open your eyes, very slowly. What's happening? What's happening? This is Coach Kyrie, and you are now rocking with the best. This is OriginalNativeRadio.com, and we definitely appreciate you coming in tonight for our every night or every Tuesday, our weekly broadcast of Symptometry Night, Symptometry, Root Cause Therapeutics. Thank you all for tuning in to Zoom In. If you are new to the show tonight or this is a new download, wow, you're in for a surprise. I did a lot of posting on Facebook tonight, inviting a lot of people, a lot of blogs I went looking for for this subject tonight. We're talking about lupus. Please check out our website at symptometry.com or symptometrybooks.com. Symptometry is S-Y-M-P-T-O-M-E-T-R-Y, symptometry.com or symptometrybooks.com. And just come on in, tune in, zoom in, and just take your shoes off. Um, if you are not familiar with symptometry, tonight is definitely going to be something that you don't want to miss because we're getting down to curing is proven. And we don't want to keep going uh, back and forth about, well, well, what, what, how, 
this and that, and my medication is making me feel bad, and the pain is so bad. Well, symptometry is not alternative medicine, and it is not allopathic medicine. It is applied therapeutic science that removes the health disruptors from a person's cells and from his or her circulatory and lymphatic system. Then it properly nourishes his or her cells and glands in order to restore health at the cellular and DNA levels, a.k.a. we wash the blood. We nurture and cleanse the blood. This is the first time in the history of human civilization that such a system has been invented to address the needs of DNA. This goes far beyond stem cell research and human anatomy and physiology. Symptometry is the most scientific and logical way to help a person heal at the cellular and DNA level. Its sole objective is to help a person live in a disease-free body indefinitely. So I just want to say, once again, this show is going to be so awesome tonight, really getting into this subject of lupus and just, 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 just everybody needs this. And, you know, each and every week, this is our 23rd week in a row, doing broadcast as far reaching as personal hygiene, blood at the speed of light, marijuana, cigarette smoke, nicotine, alkaline versus vegetarian diets, uh autism. We've I mean there's nothing that we've shied away from and we're not starting tonight. Without further ado, I have to bring in my co hosts with the mostest now going on 14 or 15 years in the Chinese medicine, acupuncture, body talk, so many other uh, varied back, uh, varied backgrounds. He's also an engineer in his own right. He's also a level one symptometrist. Please put your hands together for my partner in rhyme and mind, Dr. Charles Abbott. Big brother, how you feeling tonight? Oh, I'm feeling good. It's a great day, great day today, and I'm feeling better than okay. So it's our time to shine, and symptometry is the thing to be on the line with tonight. Well, you can guess, hey, if you haven't said anything in the last two or three weeks, you definitely said something right now. But we yeah. are getting ready to really, really, really turn it up right now because I got some special people that's going to be calling in because our show is already live. So if you could please call in at 347-205-9089, 347-205-9089, and press 1. We've got some awesome special guests coming in tonight that we're getting ready to have a dynamic show tonight. I got a couple couple, uh, couple of lovely, lovely guests that want to come in and tell their story. Well, you know, uh, Coach, I, I was going to say is that more more often than not, everybody that's pretty much listening knows someone that has lupus, whether or not they know them personally or the person that sh- uh, shared it with them. Um, I've I've had that in my own immediate family um, and other people that as, uh, you know, clients and patients that I've worked with over the years have, you know, have exemplified the shown the, the symptoms of um of the actual of it so you know so lupus actually can can really be devastating and if it's not treated right it could cause even more chronic issues and you know actually you know become a person's demise so uh, mm. I think it's a great show it 
I want to um, tonight reach out and give out a, a special shout out to uh, the Facebook fan page, Spreading Lupus Awareness, Lupus Foundation of America. Uh, that's facebook.com forward slash autoimmune diseases. Also want to shout out uh, blaminglupus.com as well as sometimes it's lupus.com. These are some of the blogs that I had reached out to prior to the show. Uh, another one, despite lupus.blogspot.com. We just want to say we're all in this together. We really want to um, make ourselves very available to you, um, each of you, to because teamwork makes the dream work. And since symptometry is a brand new technology, hey, excuse me, um, we thought that tonight would be a great night for us to reach out. And that's kind of like where we're headed as we move forward with our broadcast. Each and every week, we're going to start reaching out even further to other organizations who are um, tackling and desiring optimal wellness. So I definitely want to appreciate everybody who's called in tonight. The chat room has got a lot of traffic in it right now. This is going to be great tonight. Big shouts out to all the guests who are chiming in. Um, MyCoCreations.com, Neb Ma'aray, The Watcher, MMA5284, and a host of guests who have already tuned in tonight. This show is going to be uh, dynamic. I am just, like, so happy. And I would like, definitely, before I bring Dr. Maxwell Nardi on, the founder of Symptometry, I'd like to ask if any of my special guests that I have invited, uh, who I wanted to bring on and have some stories, before Dr. Nardi came on, if you would please press 1 so I would be able to uh, know that you have already called in. I want to make sure that we get on because when I was doing some when I was doing some research into the subject I was um just saw a lot of information. I had done just a little bit and heard some things about lupus before but I didn't know the extent of it or you know, the type of people or like a lot of the numbers and I was like, you know, this is this is really something serious. Some of my research said, according to the Lupus Foundation of America, one and a half to two, two million Americans have some form of lupus. The prevalence is about 40 cases per 100,000 among Northern Europeans and 200 per 100,000 persons among blacks. Although disease affects both male and female, women are diagnosed nine times more often than men usually between the ages of 15 and 45. African-American women suffer from more severe symptoms and a higher mortality rate. Just that just that short paragraph right there was, I was like 40 to 100,000 versus 200 per 100,000. That's huge. So I really um, had wanted to reach out tonight and get some um, get some people to come in and tell some real-life stories about it. So without further ado, let me get ready to open up the mic. This this young lady is a very special person um, in my life, a very uh, special friend of mine. And when I had met her, she was just so cheery and really so positive and everything. And then um, 
she told me she was diagnosed with lupus. And I said, oh, man, we can take care of that. She was like, well, you know, I don't claim it, but I was diagnosed with it. So I said, was that recently? And she said, no, not recently. It's been a while, but I'm not going to tell all of her story. But I, um, I did, this was, she, she was one of the main reasons why I did this show tonight um, because I wanted her to be able to um, come in firsthand, share her story with us, as well as get the answers directly from Dr. Nardi. So without further ado, I want you all to get on your feet for my friend Oni. Oh, wow. Hello. Peace, peace. How are you doing tonight, Oni? I'm doing well. You know, been a lot going on, but I'm doing really well. Can cannot complain. We're happy to be here. Thank you, thank you. Uh, this is Dr. Uh, Charles Abbott on the line. Uh, Dr. Abbott, this is Oni, and Oni, that's Dr. Abbott. Hi, Dr. Abbott. How are you? I'm great. Good evening, Oni. How are you today? Doing well. I'm yeah, really. I have no complaints. <laughs> Doctor Abbott keeps me in the mix like Kid Capri on it. Like every time he turns me on to something, he's got the Midas touch. So I definitely want. I was glad that you all could link up before we bring on the founder, Doctor Nardi. I just want to talk to you a little bit about um, you and your experiences with lupus. Uh, would you share with us your experiences um, and I guess go back to when you were supposedly diagnosed? Uh, yeah, actually, I was diagnosed in 2003, and we were living in Las Vegas, Nevada at the time, which uh, I wouldn't say I was in a happy place just being there. I hated that place. But anyway, <laughs> um, at the time that I was diagnosed, I just had body pain, and it started off like muscles were sore, my elbow sore, my knee, but it never stayed in the same place. So, you know, I was 28 at the time, so I really didn't give it much thought you know, until it got to the point where I was taking a leave at the time and I got to the bottom of a very big economy bottle. And then when I read it and I said, said you only take three in 24 hours, I'm like, oh, wow, I've been taking three every three to four hours. So we finally went to get checked out. And after running some tests, um, they thought initially there was going to be rheumatoid arthritis. But, um, yeah, after running some blood tests, my ANA came back positive, uh, along with a few other tests that they ran. And, yeah, lo and behold, there it was. Wow. Now, um, earlier today we were talking, you know, offline, and you said um, I was diagnosed with it, but I don't claim it. Can you tell me a little bit about that story and how yeah. and how you and and as far as uh, even including the medications that you've been taking? Um, well, the medications have decreased tremendously over the years as I've learned more about health, but more so um, as far as my speaking. So that's what they say with their diagnosis, and I say that to say that. I'm not giving any more of my energy to claiming that, and I'm not living my life um, claiming that at all. So um, the way that I live my life, I am healthier in how I do things, but um, I think that to diagnose you as is a part of um, increasing its power, and that's something I refuse to do. So that's what they say. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that, that's basically what I'm saying with that. Mm. Now, have you? Uh, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Amso. Well, I, I, I mean that's a, a, a good attitude to have is, is to to not necessarily claim it, but also being positive about your life in general. You know, that's where you know the the whole nurturance and the and the um, 
positive impulses come in are very effective. You know, outside mm. of the tissue tissue renewal and then building the enzyme template so that those 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 microbes that are that are that are attacking can be, you know, defensed up by your own body's immune system, by the own by, right. by the enzyme. So so this is this that's why symptometry is such a, a great a great way of providing the proper health care because it, it it actually shows you how to do those things. So and and I'm sure when Doctor Nardi comes on it'll it'll really become much more clearer as, you know, we progress diseases. So yeah, so I just wanted to uh express how how positive her attitude was around it. Oh, I appreciate it. It wasn't always like that. that. Like I said, that started in 2003, a few months after I was diagnosed. I ended up in the hospital with um, blood clots in both my lungs on the way to the heart and stage four kidney failure. That was at its worst, and that was when I wasn't taking any medication at all. So between 2003 and 2005, I played guinea pig, and I say that to say that they have to try different medications to see how they worked with you, then they have to see how those medications worked with each other and then how they worked with each other in you. So it was it was a trial <laughs> whose language I did not speak so positively before. So I'm happy to be where I am now, to know what I know now, and to be learning what I'm learning now. And I'm definitely open to learn more and to know there's more out there. I definitely do not believe um, this is something that has to be had or has to be dealt with. And it's a matter of um, doing more management on your life, which includes the thoughts and your physical body. But uh, your thoughts, spirit, the way you are, completely has a lot to do with it. You flare when you stress. You flare when uh, things get kind of out of hand. So I can say that it helped me to learn how to be more selfish and selfless sort of at the same time. So I take care of myself first, and I'm able to make better decisions and then, of course, help people out around me. Mm-mm. Yes, yes, yes. I think we got a champion on the line tonight. This is going to be a good This is going to be a good one. Uh, without further ado, Oni, I want you to stay on the line, and you're just going to ride shotgun with us tonight because um, when Dr. Nardi comes on, which is going to be in a few seconds, uh, I definitely want to let you have full access to him as we go into the discourse tonight um, because he may want to ask you some questions, you know, and if those, you know, of course I'm always telling people, call Dr. Nardi, call Dr. Nardi, get your, get your consultation, or call Brother Amsu is what I'm telling people now because, Dr. Abbott is also a level one symptometrist, so I'm going to give his number out first um, on the air for those listening and for those who would like a free consultation with symptometry as we get down to the root cause of this, uh, 336-456-9183, 336-456-9183. That's Dr. Charles Abbott, and Dr. Nardi's number is 708 Four nine seven 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 zero eight six nine one four nine seven seven. The website that you can go and check out more information about symptometry is symptometry.com. And if you need to catch any of the past podcasts, please go back to symptometrybooks.com and just scroll down to the bottom, and you'll see all 22 episodes. And shortly after tonight's episode, you'll see episode number 23. Well, let's not take any longer out of the show. This is a dream come true. I'll put y'all hands together for my man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, Dr. Maxwell Nardi. 
Dr. Nardi, how you doing in the, uh, this evening? Oh, fine, fine, fine. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, uh, Dr. Abbott is there, and uh, Oni is also in the house, so that is good. That is good. Um, <laughs> that is good. That is good. And um, I I like your spirit, and uh, one thing in symptometry is uh, uh, once you are ready to make a paradigm shift, once you are ready to switch from track one to track two, and track two is faster, is healthier, is uh, full of hope, and is full of science, and full of logic, you will enjoy it. So you will now be in track two from now on. So quit track one, where track one is nothing but confusion, and uh, frustration, and no logic, no science, just treat the symptom, just treat the symptom, just treat the symptom. So uh, now come to track two, where we discuss nothing but science. Um, I was listening to your testimony with rapt attention, and you mentioned muscle pain, you, you mentioned joint pain. Um, everyone I've treated four cases of lupus, three of them have been very successful, and one of them uh, just uh, decided to go her way because uh, somebody in the family uh, wanted her to go uh, pharmaceutical, and um, I don't know where she is now. I hope she's still alive, but if she's not, well, she might have been misled. Um, uh, you see, you, you mentioned joint. One thing I would advise you, ladies and gentlemen, is whenever you have pain, whenever you have pain, never, never use pharmaceuticals. Whenever you have ah. headache, never use pharmaceuticals. Never. Because we have drug-induced lupus. Ah, there are drugs there that cause lupus. They will not tell you, but they are there. No one dare challenge because they are there. Mm -hmm. So if you make a mistake and because you have joint pain, do you know what is in a leave? You, take, you took a leave. You took three a day. I mean three every four hours. Three every four hours. Do you know right. what is in a leave? Have you deconstructed a leave to know what is inside? You have not. No, I'll find out later. <laughs> you have not. Yeah. You see, and your liver or your kidney will shut down. Why? I will explain. The liver and the kidney use the same raw material. Mm -hmm. And by you using a product that removes the raw materials from the kidney and from the liver, what do you expect your liver to do? What do you expect your kidneys to do? They will collapse. They will shut down. And the liver is central to our health because it produces, a raw, uh, it produces an enzyme called transferase. Transferase is the enzyme that helps the liver to convert the amino acids in the protein foods you eat 
to over 50,000 amino acids. And it is these amino acids that form the building blocks of protein. All our brain essentials and body essentials are made of amino acids. They are made of protein. And the liver is central to this. And you are taking drugs that are damaging the liver, that are damaging the kidney. Now, all they do is, they call, they call it, pardon? Pardon? Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Okay, all right. Now, you see, they have a, they have a, they have a, they have a, 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 a lupus called, called what? Um, uh, drug, uh, drug-induced lupus. Then they have lupus nephritis. Lupus nephritis means lupus has even destroyed the nephrons in the kidneys that filter blood. Right, that's what I was diagnosed with, nephritis. Lupus nephritis. It has not damaged the, the nephrons and the glomerulus that filter blood. And it's amazing that you are alive. I think the reason you are alive is you run away as fast as your feet could carry you, as far as your legs could carry you from the pharmaceuticals. If you have still been there, you would have been dead and buried by now. All right. So it was a smart decision on your part to quit the pharmaceuticals. They are dangerous, and they know that they are dangerous. But, well, you keep going to them. They didn't come to your house to tie you up and bring, bring you to the hospital at gunpoint. They didn't. You walked there by your own free will. So whatever they have to treat you is what they are going to treat you with. Now symptometry is here. We are telling you the rest. And everything that we say is based on science. What others are not saying, we will tell you. Why is it that lupus affects more women than men? When you do your research on the internet and all that, all you, all you have is statistics, 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 statistics. No one explains why lupus affects more women than men. I will tell you why. A woman produces nine hormones. A man produces two. Mm. That's the difference right there. A woman produces estrogen, progesterone, FSH, follicle stimulating hormone, oxytocin for childbirth, luteinizing hormone, prolactin, prolactin wow. releasing hormone, prolactin releasing and inhibiting hormone, and androgen. Nine! So a woman is built differently. So in order, in order to prevent lupus, in order to prevent lupus, you protect your liver first. If you don't know how to protect your all the drugs that you are taking, the liver will have to detoxify these drugs. And if the liver has 24 segments. One segment detoxifies uh, all pharmaceutical drugs and all poisons. What about if that segment is shut down? 
how can you detoxify the drugs that you are taking? Look at you taking three aleves every two every two to three hours. Three aleves every two to three hours for how many days? And what have you what have you done to your liver? You see, so that's why I say I thank you very much for coming to give your testimony this more uh, this evening, so that the whole world will have a clear cut idea about what lupus is, what lupus has done to people, and how it starts. It always starts as pain, and when the section of the when the section when the segment of the liver that produces transferase is damaged, this is where you'll not be able to produce many skin cells. You, then the lupus becomes lupus discoid. It's going to affect the skin. If it begins to affect your internal organs, it's called systemic lupus erythematosus. One organ will begin to shut down. The next, the next the next, by the time you realize, oh, well, uh, there's nothing we can do. We give her uh, uh, seven, uh, uh, seven days to live, uh, three months to live. All they do is count the number of days that the person has to live, and they cannot do anything about the person who is dying. So know what, what you have to do. These are the telltale signs. Let me explain to you why it is called an autoimmune disease. You'll be, you'll be hearing about this when it comes to uh, uh, rheumatoid arthritis. But you don't know what an autoimmune disease is. I will explain it to you. Everything in the human body, every brain essential and body essential, requires an enzyme to speed up the process, to speed up the reaction. It always requires an enzyme. And the enzyme also needs activation energy. So if the enzyme, you, you may eat, you may eat, you may eat, uh, uh, you may take uh, vitamins, you may, you may eat uh, your protein foods and all that. Okay. Do you have, are you producing activation energy for these enzymes to work? If you are not producing activation energy, these enzymes will not work. And if these enzymes work up to a point, you have to continue the enzyme production process because at the end of the cycle of the enzymes, they will become very, very dangerous. Nutritional scientists call enzymes towards the end of their cycle, they call them free radicals free radicals now or they call them oxidizing agents then they say okay eat an apple so that you have because an apple has vitamin c and then they eat uh, eat um, a tomato fresh tomato because that it has vitamin a or right, vitamin a c and e are antioxidants what will these weak antioxidants in plants do to fizzling enzymes that are attacking everything and tearing everything to pieces in the human body? Nothing. 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 So what you need now is scientific knowledge. 
keep producing an enzyme surplus all the time. That's why we have the book, What to Consume. Eat scientifically so that you produce an enzyme surplus all the time. When 20,000 enzymes are about to fizzle out, another 20,000 enzymes have been produced. And the chain will continue on and on and on and on. And you will not produce fizzling enzymes. This is how you prevent an autoimmune disease. When they say lupus is an autoimmune disease, it occurs in people who are not eating scientifically. People who eat corn. People who eat corn. And people who eat foods that are too high in potassium. People don't know anything about potassium. Let me share something about potassium. Uh, let, let me share something about potassium with you. Yes. Potassium is needed to produce electricity in the cells, in the nucleus of the cells. We need sodium, you need potassium, and you need copper. But potassium is the element that the body can recycle billions of times every three days. So it does not need too much potassium. It is avocado that needs a lot of potassium. It is banana that needs a lot of potassium. You have to know the foods that, 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 that require too, many, too much potassium. Because if you don't, corn requires too much has too much potassium. Potato has too much potassium. That's why when um, a person who suffers from who suffers from uh, lupus tells me that yesterday the pain doc, I, I could not sleep all night. All right, you could not sleep all night. What did you eat? Oh, I only ate some potato. Uh -huh. You ate potato. All right, I'm going to give you the list of the potassium foods so that you don't eat these foods anymore or you eat them once in a while. The, the potassium foods are corn. Corn and all the foods that are made with corn have too much potassium. Lipton tea. Never, never, never drink Lipton tea. Never. It has too much potassium. I mentioned potato. Potassium supplement. If you have, a, if you have, if you buy a multivitamin, a multivitamin or a, a multi-mineral supplement, make sure it does not have potassium. Make sure it does not have potassium. <laughs> I was treating people who were suffering from uh, arthritis, and I, I, and I, I gave them one uh, one uh, joint pain supplement and they said no each time each time they took this supplement their pain was worse i said what your pain is worse all right it was gas chromatography that told me the amount of potassium in this supplement and you know what they did they did not mention potassium on the label. This is how treacherous they are. 
They did not mention potassium in the labels. What did I do? I stopped prescribing this particular supplement, and I changed it, and I, and, I, and I replaced it with another supplement, and it worked. And why did it work? Gas chromatography again showed that it did not have potassium. So now you cannot even trust what is on the label anymore. People are lying left and right. How can people heal? You see people flooding all these uh, nutrition stores and all that. They are going to buy all kinds. Do you know what is in these supplements? Some of them are true, others are not. So, anytime you buy, anytime you take a supplement, if you are suffering from lupus, anytime you, suffer, you take a supplement and your pain is worse, don't take that supplement anymore. Don't take right. it. It's as simple as that. Anytime you eat food, and that food, that, is, that food item makes your condition worse, don't eat it anymore. There are over 45,000 foods on this planet. We cannot test all of them. I mean, you have to go to Japan, buy all their foods. You go to Korea, South Korea, buy their foods. You go to uh, Singapore, buy their foods. You go buy their food. I mean, hey. How many ships will you need to, to carry all these foods to the lab? <laughs> so this is what oatmeal, oatmeal has a lot of potassium. Avocado has a lot of potassium. Carrot, oh, oh man, oh. carrot has a ton of potassium. So no avocado? No avocado. Your pain. No, oh, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to disappoint you. Uh, I'm just telling you. <laughs> I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I'm telling you the, the the scientific fact. You see, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm stepping on your toe. I'm sorry. I'm taking it all in. Okay. Then asparagus. Lima beans. Wow. Doc, you're killing me. <laughs> no, actually, you're not killing me. There you yeah. go. <laughs> you see, you didn't know all this. You see, that's why you. That's why Coach Kai invited you, so that you come oh, to yeah. listen to science at work. Right. <laughs> no one, no one out there will tell you this. Because they are busy selling. They are busy selling lima beans. They are busy selling asparagus. They are busy selling avocado. They have to make mm-hmm. money. Whether you die or not, that's not their concern. They have to put food on their table. They have to pay school fees. They don't care about you. Right. If you eat spinach, your pain, you, 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 you grind your teeth all night for relief if you eat spinach and you have lupus. Oh, Lord. Oh, okay. Don't eat, don't okay. eat spinach. Another thing is raw tomato. You go and de- uh, do some sandwich and you eat some raw tomato. Oh, man. Your, your joints will play a good number on you. It will be, they will play bolero on you, on your joints. You eat raw tomato. You see? <laughs> raw tomato, avocado, asparagus, spinach. So, in a nutshell, these are just a few things that I'm good at. They, they are, they are, I, I, later on, I will, I will give you some more, but I'm explaining to you 
why women suffer from lupus more than men. And then when you have pain, please don't take any synthetic painkiller. Don't. Because you are going to make your condition worse. If it spreads to your liver, which is central to your health, you are going to be in big trouble. Let us, let us preserve life. Life is precious. Stop wasting life unnecessarily by going to people who do not know anything about lupus. I am sorry, physicians don't know anything about lupus. If they knew the root of lupus, they would not have given you the, the alive and all that, all these drugs to, to, to treat your lupus and the later will cause uh, lupus nephritis. If your kidneys shut down, the, what, what, what is going to filter your blood? Nothing is going to filter right. your blood. They, then they are going to give you a drug to filter your your your, your, your Or you know what? Go to the dialysis center throughout the world. Go to the dialysis center. All these people on dialysis. Who shut down their kidneys? Who shut down their kidneys? All right, let me pause here and then uh, hand over to Coach Kaya. Cool. <laughs> out that's right. Hold on. Okay, okay. Look, that's what they want on, and they want me to let them know what the sound effects are. The side effects of. The side effects of what? Which part? No, no, no. We said the sound effects. Sometimes when Dr. Naughty oh. gets on the roll, like. We have to, you know, oh. we have to let the choppers off, you know, sometimes. <laughs> People told me don't do the sound effects while he's talking, so I have to save them to the end. But uh, that was definitely some um, some rocket fuel right there. Only this is your first night listening in tonight, and um, give me some feedback before I go in on what you just heard. Well, I mean, you hear so many stories about, you know, how clean eating like becoming a vegan is so good for you and how alkalizing your blood is really excellent for you. So to hear about all these vegetables is, is a little bit of a shocker. I'm not surprised. I mean, you know, I took it from a GMO standpoint saying that, you know, these are the main ones that are genetically modified, so maybe that's the reason. But regardless of what the, excuse me, regardless of what the reason is, it's um, I'm just surprised by the natural foods that were mentioned as far as them being, you know, well, but I understand that the whole level of potassium, I do understand that aspect of it because no one talks about that. So, yeah, I'm just taking back like, no, asparagus, no, avocado, no, tomato, ah, you know. <laughs> so I'm going to concentrate on foods that are suggested rather than the foods that are not and find out more about that. Dr. Nardi, uh, one thing she said about um, a lot of people who hear, loop, um, hear lupus, and the first thing they say, well, if I do want to change my eating, they say, well, let me go vegetarian or let me just alkaline, let me go to a total total alkaline diet. Uh, what say you about um, just trying to just keep it strictly vegetarian? I mean, even though Oni has brought out the point that these are some major, these are some major vegetables that you just named, and it. Avocados, tomatoes, things like that. You know, um, what do you say about people who just want to go straight vegetarian as they think it's an alternative route for curing lupus? 
I am sorry. Um, if you can be a vegetarian all you want, but if you don't apply science to your eating, well, you'll be worse off. You'll be worse off. I, I, last time I told you that I have never, never met a vegetarian who is a marathon runner. Last time I told you this, I've never met a vegetarian who is a weightlifter. You want to be a vegetarian? You want to be a vegetarian? Fine. Just make sure you know how to deconstruct the various foods and you know what potassium does, how it removes cortisol, how it removes cortisol from, from your body. I have this vegetarian whose cortisol level is too low. It's too low, and they've been giving cortisol shots. Cortisol shots. <laughs> and, and then I explained to him, listen, what foods do you eat? What foods do you eat? Oh, I eat plums. I eat strawberries. I eat pork. I eat, I eat yam. I eat nuts. And I said, are you aware that these foods have a lot of potassium? Yeah, yeah, but potassium. <laughs> you say, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But potassium is good because uh, it's good for electricity. I, I, I studied nutrition. Uh, sodium and potassium produce electricity. So I say, okay, good, 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 good. Uh, tell me about copper. Does copper produce electricity? Oh no, I've, I've not read about that. But I read about uh, potassium and, and, and sodium. You see, what your teacher told you is what what you are going to carry with you for the rest of your natural life. Can't you investigate? Can't you attend a different school and learn more and more and more? He'd never heard about copper being a major player in producing electricity. He has never heard that. But he heard from, he heard from, from me for the first time. You want to be a vegetarian? I don't have any problem with that. There are many vegans who are healthy. There are many, many vegans who are healthy. By the same token, there are many vegans who are not healthy. Conversely, there are many vegans who, there are many meat eaters who are healthy and many meat eaters who are not healthy. So I don't go by labels. If you want to alkalinize your body, oh, go alkaline. Make sure you don't over-alkalinize your blood. Make sure you don't do that. You eat eggs, you eat boiled eggs, you are going to over-alkalinize your blood. I only recommend boiled eggs to cancer patients. That's it, because their blood is too acidic. So they have to do some kanjin water at a pH of 8.5 or 9, in order to in order to alkalinize their, their 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 blood a little bit because it's too acidic, but don't over alkalinize it so that it causes alkalosis. Alkalosis slows down the circulation of blood, and this makes blood to stagnate. And when blood stagnates, you may suffer a stroke. You may suffer a stroke. Your blood is too gluey. It's too, it's, it's, too, it's, it's too slow. Blood must flow at the speed of light. Yours is, is flowing at the speed of a bicycle. So this is what I have for those people who say 
you know, uh, you, they, they, they have to become vegetarian or they have to uh, alkalinize their, their blood. Don't over alkalinize it. Do you have the scientific knowledge to help you not to over alkalinize your blood? If you don't have it, symptometry is there. If you want to be a good vegetarian and a healthy vegetarian, symptometry is now here. Don't go to a nutritionist who has never stepped in a food science laboratory. All he or she is doing is repeat what his or her professor taught her, him or her at the college of uh, at the school of nutrition. Don't do that. Oh, I didn't know that copper plays an important role in the production of electricity in the cell. I didn't know that. Your professor did not teach you this, and then 30 years later, you are stuck with what your professor taught you. No, no, no. We now know better. Thank you. Whew. Good gracious. Put some hands together before it gets... You know, I mean, how? Go ahead, brother. I said yesterday I was in my my office and I had a person in there and the person actually had you know back pain, low back pain years ago, in which they had surgery. But before that, they were, they took a certain medication and then they then became a diabetic. So this here again is an example, as Doctor Nardi earlier of drug-induced diabetes. So pharmaceutical drugs can cause so many things where, you know, it blocks the cells and, and, and pollutes the blood. So just, you know, just further, you know, just, just adding on to the things that, you know, we've been talking about and that Dr. Nardi just spoke on earlier. Yes, 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 yes. I'm so happy. This is this is the reason why I have these type of shows, so I can help my friends and my loved ones and my inner circle, and then we can put the Martin Lawrence on and then go run tell that because we're tired of people waking up in pain. And I just typed in lupus blog today in Google and found all these blogs talking about lupus and all these different stories about um, the, the the lady, I think she said she was 26, and she was getting up. She said, then by 25, I was getting out of the bed like a 90-year-old woman. My feet hurt so bad, I literally cried as I hobbled to the ibuprofen. So she didn't even know that what she thought, you know, she, she just wanted to alleviate the pain. But that's the difference between symptometry and the allopathic, I mean, you know, the regular medicine is we're not going chasing the symptom down. We're going down and ionizing the blood and really getting down to some results. Uh, I got a couple callers on the line who have already raised their hand. Uh, Oni, stay, stay right there with me. Let me get another another couple of callers in. Caller from the 216-921. Your microphone is open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hello, caller from the 216-921. Hello. Okay, they may have pressed it accidentally. Caller from the 706 372 your microphone is open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? What's going on, fellas? This is Keith Dunn <clears throat> on Hathen, Georgia. This is who in Georgia? Hathen, Georgia. I'm saying, what's your name again, sir? Keith Dunn. 
All right. Thank you for calling in tonight, sir. You got a comment or a question or some feedback? Yes, sir. To go right along with y'all, uh, I heard Naughty talking about, I, I was just looking up alfalfa sprouts, and uh, I noticed that they cause uh, a breakdown in the red blood cells that can also uh, activate the autoimmune system, and it, it just lined up with what y'all were talking about tonight. It'll start that uh, system, systematic uh, lupus, uh, the word, the E word that, that puts you in, uh, makes it become during, undormant in your body. But uh, I wanted him to touch on that alfalfa sprout. They said they had seeds and bad seeds that's uh, saponins that are caused a breakdown in the red blood cells. Alfalfa. Thank you. Okay. Dr. Nardi? Yeah. Um Alfalfa uh, has a lot of glycochiron. Glycochiron is a is a plant chemical that is um, an antagonist to the red blood cells. Uh, it makes the it makes the red blood cells to break down very very fast. And uh, once this happens, you know it is the red blood cells that circulate oxygen. And if the red blood if you don't have enough red blood cells, it means you are not going to have enough oxygen. And if you don't have enough oxygen, you you be short of breath, you experience shortness of breath, and then you become your skin will become pale, and if your your skin becomes pale and dry, you know what you are going to you, are, you know what you are going to produce you are going to produce growth factors for ringworm, you are going to produce growth factors for Staphylococcus, Streptococcus, even diphtheria, and other viruses. You have chicken post, chick, the chicken post virus. You have the measles virus. You have the shingles virus. You have pertussis, the whooping cause virus. One thing leads to another. So don't start a fight. Don't start the cascade. You stay away from a alfalfa sprout. I, in symptometry, in homeopathy, we have uh, alfalfa sprouts that are very, very effective in reversing uh, uh, kidney disease. But this is alfalfa sprout that were reduced to subatomic particles. So it has, ex- it has expanded the therapeutic range of the alfalfa. But alfalfa sprout, alfalfa itself is much better than alfalfa sprout because the sprout is even, is, is even more dangerous, is even more dangerous than, uh, than, 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 than the alfalfa leaf itself. Look at the sprout, look at the, look at the baby snake. A baby, the, the, the venom of a baby snake is even more poisonous, very, very more poisonous than the, the, than the venom of a regular snake. This is how things are. Sprouts uh, pack a lot of natural chemicals and natural nutrients more than uh, uh, the, 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 the regular plant. So even though sprouts are very rich in nutrients, be careful. There are some sprouts also that are very, very that have a very high level of health disruptors. So I would not recommend that alfalfa sprout be eaten. No, I would not recommend it. If you are anemic, something is something is making you anemic. Something that you are eating is making you anemic. oh well. Uh, uh, plants are there for us to eat, and fruits are there for us to eat. Well, if that is your attitude, you will not be around for a long time. You have to know Mother Nature. 
Mother Nature is a provider of resources and a tester of our intelligence. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> that last one is the big one. A tester of our intelligence. <laughs> that one's huge right there. Thank you, Big Brother Keith, for calling in tonight. Uh, Caller from the 248-852. Your microphone is open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hi, I'm Lena from Detroit. How you doing, Lena? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for calling in tonight. You got a comment, question, or observation for Dr. Nardi? I have a comment. Um, There's a lot of... um, my family history, I've had a sister and also a um, first cousin and a lot of different family members. Um, my sister and cousin both died from lupus. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of autoimmune food intolerance things that um, have happened in my family. I was calling to see, uh, I just called in, I saw it on the post on Facebook, so I don't know if it's something that I've missed um, as far as what foods to avoid. I've never been diagnosed with lupus, but I, I do have different issues with certain foods and um I did notice like the foods with high potassium, like I I would make smoothies with bananas and would have certain problems. Like certain foods when I tried to eat a healthy diet would actually be worse than when I would eat whatever <laughs> I wanted to. <laughs> so I was just like, Okay, something's not right here just because it's supposed to be quote unquote healthy doesn't mean it's working for me. That's so correct. I'm that's you know, correct. um and my sister that passed was ten years ago, my cousin was several years ago and I know they didn't have access to the information that I do now. So as a thirty one year old I want to see what I can do so where I won't lead up in the same direction that they did. That's very and good. where where is the balance between the alkaline and acidic, you know, and not doing more damage than good. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you. Um, the balance between alkaline and acidic. The balance between alkaline and acidic. Um, we've we've we decided we 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 tackle this in the book title "What to Consume." Um, a lot of science went into producing such a very slim book. Because we took balance into into account. Which foods are too acidic? Which foods are too alkaline? And which foods are right in the middle? The foods that are right in the middle are the 45 foods that you see in what to consume. Because if we are to list all the foods that are too alkaline, I think we will have we'll end up producing over 10,000 pages. There are all kinds of foods in different cultures toward the world that are too alkaline. And then the same also applies to foods that are too acidic. So what will peop- what will a person in Afghanistan eat? A person in India, uh, Burkina Faso, Papua New Guinea, United States, Canada, this, what would they find on the market that they can buy and cook and eat so that they remain optimally healthy. This is what we did. So you find these foods that strike the balance between acidity and alkalinity in the 45, uh, in the, 
in what you consume, the fortified foods for the human race. Now, when it comes to a healthy diet, you have already experienced this. Healthy is not, he is not healthy until your cells tell you that it is healthy. Mm-hmm. If your cells tell you that what you are eating, they don't like it, they will throw you down. They will tie you to the bed. They will make you twist and turn and scream in pain so that next time you don't do that again. Our cells have a nice way to, 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 to twist our ear, to teach us a lesson. So if you if you if you eat something that does a number on your on your intestine, make sure you don't repeat that mistake. And the best way for you to override this problem is to produce an enzyme surplus. We have some we have a package that helps people to produce an enzyme surplus. It helps people to produce enzyme templates. And after a few weeks, you see that you are able to tolerate certain foods more often. You need these foods because they have the nutrients that your cells need. Mm-hmm. We, we in symptometry have, have, struck down, have struck down the celiac disease nonsense. Oh, the person, the person has celiac disease, therefore he should eat gluten-free. Uh, gluten-free foods. So now, gluten-free, there's now a whole line of gluten-free uh, foods in the supermarket. Gluten-free, 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 gluten-free. But if you don't eat foods that have gluten, you will not have enough nutrients. And if you don't have enough nutrients, you cannot produce enough enzymes. And if you cannot produce enough enzymes, you have food sensitivities. So, where is the beginning and where is the end? It will be a cat always chasing its own tail over and over and over. This is why we are helping people to produce more enzymes so that they don't have fizzling enzymes at the end of every enzyme cycle. I will never have an autoimmune disease because I'm also always producing enzymes. I would never have a hormonal problem because the fizzling enzymes will never destroy my androgen and my testosterone. Never. And you, being a woman, know how to protect yourself. Know how to protect the glands that produce your nine hormones. What? You are, you are, you are, you are 31? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have a long way to go. Protect your hormones. Protect your, the gloves that produce your hormones. So we'll show you how to produce an enzyme surplus. And then we'll expand your list a little bit so that you eat a healthier diet than those who have gone before you. Right. Okay? Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I really appreciate you for calling in tonight. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Naughty, before I get to the next call, because we got the the, uh, the 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 board is lighting up tonight, can you talk real quick about what is an enzyme template? 
and why is it important not just for lupus but eczema and just all across the board the enzyme template yeah the enzyme te- template is a platform is a fl- is a platform on which the cells produce enzymes we need about 50,000 enzymes to digest a meal there must be templates to produce all this. The cells stitch proteins together in order to produce a template. Then they produce the enzyme on that template, that platform. They get some protein, then they get some amino acids, or they get some vitamins in the right amount and the right ratio and they begin to stitch them together. As they are stitching them together on the platform, on the template, there must be energy, stitching energy. Then when the, when the enzyme has been put together, they will, put, they, 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 they are, they will draw a lot of energy from the mitochondrion in order to produce activation energy. It, once the activation energy is powering the enzyme is finished. The enzyme will now speed up the production of all the brain essentials and body essentials. This is how a template is produced and this is how this is what a template is used for. That is an enzyme template. It's our own cells that produce them but they need raw materials. But here is a person who cannot eat this, who cannot eat that. How can such a person produce enzyme templates? So this is why we don't want people to be stuck where they are and then be, be slapped with a, with a label, celiac disease, this disease, that disease. No. We help people to climb out of, 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 of their deficit, enzyme deficit column. Thank you. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Dr. Nardi, someone in the chat room asked, is pain the only sign of lupus? What about skin problems? No, that's what I, that was, that's what I explained earlier. I explained uh, lupus discoid, lupus discoid does not, does not start immediately as a skin problem. No, 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 no. Don't forget that everything, the liver is central to protein production in the human body. Look at the skin. Every skin cell must have good cholesterol. And what produces good cholesterol? Is the liver. Is the liver that produces good cholesterol. If the, if the segment, I say the liver has 24 segments, if the segment that produces good cholesterol shuts down, Many skin cells will not have good cholesterol. That's why they will begin to lose their pigmentation. Hypopigmentation. Hyperpigmentation. All this comes from the liver. So this is where a skin problem is a liver problem. 
And the liver problem is both a skin problem and a blood problem. Dirty blood. Dirty blood also plays a major role in the kind of lupus, uh, 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 in, the, in, the, in the different kinds of lupus. Another one is neonatal lupus. Babies are born with lupus. Then at age three or four, well, it doesn't have these antigens anymore. What makes a person uh, to be diagnosed with lupus? It is the presence of certain antigens. Once they see these antigens over there, they are codes. Once they see these antigens, okay, you are diagnosed with lupus. They see this antigen, okay, you, are, you have rheumatoid arthritis. It is what they see. They see this antigen, you have the Rh factor. Antigens. And why does the body produce antigens? The body produces antigens to let you know that you are not producing certain enzymes. All you do is you diagnose the problem. You diagnose, you diagnose, but you don't know the root cause of the problem. That's why now you need symptometry. Now you need symptometry more than ever. After diagnosis, you call a symptometrist for how best to get you out of your predicament. Thank you. Mm. Whew. Thank you, Dr. Nardi. Let me get to the next caller. Oni, how you doing over there? You still holding on? Oh, I'm still here. Okay. All right, thank you. Caller from the 336-855. Your microphone is open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Yes, this is Amala Isha from Greensboro, North Carolina. Peace, peace, peace. Thanks for calling in tonight. Yeah, I'm Alicia. Yes, good afternoon. Hello. Hello. Um, I have several questions. Um, I have heard that, and even for myself, when I was a child, I was given a lot of Bayer aspirin, and it just—it seemed like I've heard uh, over the years that the consuming aspirin, especially when young, uh, would bring on some arthritic conditions or autoimmune conditions. Would this also include lupus? Yes, it, 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 it includes, it includes uh, lupus of the joints. Okay. So it will include lupus of the joints, yes. All right, darn. <laughs> I was fed tons of uh, Bayer aspirin when I was a kid. and So, so this, this, this predisposed you to, to your condition uh, after age 30, after age 40, and so on and so forth. That's, you see, what, all the mistakes that you make in childhood will follow you, will follow you all the time. So uh-huh. the best thing is don't make these mistakes. Or now that symptometry is here, Correct these mistakes because it's never too late. That's right. That I'm so thankful because <laughs> there's more than hope. There is results. So thank you for that. Um, the next question I have is with the nightshade family. Let's say someone has lupus. Uh, will all the nightshade that has like solanine or solanine will that aggravate the lupus or does that are they also very high all of them in potassium um, garden egg or eggplant is a nightshade, but it does not have too much potassium okay so at least science has helped us 
to to differentiate the nine shades that have too much potassium from the nine shades that do not have too much potassium. Uh, tomato is a nightshade. Mm-hmm. Uh, potato is a nightshade, but they have too much potassium. Garden egg does not have too much potassium, okay. even though it is a nightshade, even though it also has solanin. The amount of solanin in, in, uh, in garden egg is not as much as that, uh, the, uh, the amount of solanin in, uh, in potato. And this also applies to nicotine. The amount of nicotine in, uh, in, uh, in uh, eggplant or garden egg is not as much as the amount of nicotine in the other nightshades. So this is, this, uh, this, is, this, is, this is why you have to use science to choose your foods correctly. Okay. But uh, there are people who say, oh, I don't like nightshades because they look too purple. I don't like the color purple. All right, if you don't like the color purple, go for red. Red will send you to the hospital. <laughs> um, how about paprika? Is that uh, high in potassium or... Uh, paprika, paprika, paprika has has um, has the amount of solanin that many people are not able to tolerate, but uh, it doesn't have it doesn't have too much potassium. No, no. Okay. Um, then the uh, the next question I had um, last fall when you were on the Anita Collins show, um, I believe you touched on lupus as. Um, uh, with constipation, and um, if I'm getting my facts correct on that, uh, can you expound more about how that um, does create more constipation or as a result yeah. of constipation? Yeah, you see, as I said, the, 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 the liver is central to everything in the human body. The liver produces the raw material that the colons use to produce elastin. Oh my it God. is a lasting that stretches and contrasts so that fecal matter is moved from segment to segment until it is out of the body. And if the if the segment of the if the segment of the liver that produces the raw material for elastin shuts down, you will be constipated for two weeks. Go to the nursing home and see all these women. Who are constipated and 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 then feces will have to be removed mechanically, and they have to scream for 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 some relief. It's not easy. Their liver, the segment that produces elastin, shut down. They need symptometry, not a mechanical device. <laughs> we all need to be in the school of symptometry. Everybody needs to do this. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. That, those thank are you, all the Emily. Questions. All right, let me move on. Paula, Paula from the eight zero three four one nine twelve ninety five. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Yes, my name is Elaine, and I'm from Columbia, South Carolina. And uh, as I listen to Dr. Nordy, I have a question with reference to high cholesterol because all of the things that he was naming with too much potassium are the things that I have begun to eat 
in order to <laughs> to try the vegan diet in order to lower the cholesterol. So my question then is this: um, What? How are those things affecting my cholesterol level? Part one. Part two is I am also starting to take red yeast rice tablets because the statins that were prescribed um, for lowering the cholesterol, I had side effects from them, and also they were not really lowering it. So um, will the red yeast rice tablets help? And that's question number two. And question number one are those high potassium things, are they helping the cholesterol or increasing the problem? Well, they are, they are they are helping they will help they will help you in one way but they will predispose you to other they will predispose you to pain they will predispose they will make you susceptible to, to pain they are going to lower your, uh, your your pain threshold that is the problem so you get one thing but you are also going to have another problem and believe me the potassium test that they do the potassium test they do that they are inconclusive. Okay, your cholesterol is is high. Your your L your LDL is too high. Your your bad cholesterol is too high. That is true. But what are you going to do in order to raise the level of your good cholesterol? What are you going to do? You have to know how to properly remove the blockages in the in all the 24 segments of your liver. Then you have to know how to properly nourish the liver. With what do you nourish the liver? Don't forget that by properly nourishing your liver, you are also nourishing your kidneys. So how do you properly nourish the liver? You nourish the liver with choline. You nourish the liver with inositol. But here is a question. Where are you going to get the right supplement for you to nourish your liver? Some of these supplements out there do not have the amount of choline that they say they have. Some of them are even bound with lead. So where are you going to, write, to, to get the right choline? So if you want to produce good cholesterol, pay attention to your liver, decongest it, and then nourish it properly, and then take carbon 98. Carbon 98 is mostly found in... Uh, in uh, canola oil. Do you cook with canola oil? Yes or no? I cook with olive oil. Okay. The amount of the amount of carbon ninety-eight in olive oil is ten ten times lower than that of canola oil. Wow, okay. You see? Two, the amount of linoleic acid in canola oil is eight times higher than that of olive oil. So I don't go by labels, I go by science. What I see in the lab is what leads me to these conclusions. The last part, the red yeast... No, 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 no. I I, I wrote it down, I wrote it down. All right, yeah, one thing one thing about red yeast, you were having you were having a, you were having side effects from um, the the starting drugs and all that. Yeah, that is true. Don't forget that <laughs> the starting drugs are made from mushrooms. Uh, most of these giant mushrooms are, are found in Japan. You know, the starting drugs are mostly made of mushrooms, and some of these mushrooms, <laughs> some of these mushrooms, um, 
have too much succinic acid. It is succinic acid. It is from succinic acid that you have inside effects. In addition to the the fillers, the fillers, and then the base product that was used, the aniline that is used to make the starting drugs. So you are having a side effect from all these combinations. Now you are using red yeast. Red yeast is good, but you pay a price for that also because red yeast is the territory of microsporum and trichophyton. Trichophyton and microsporum, these are fungus, they are they are they, they are they are they are fungi, moles that love that get they get their growth factors from red yeast. So very soon you may begin to have some problem with yeast, some some mold in the infection in your body. Oh boy. So are you a loser or you a winner? I don't know. You determine. You, you it's your choice. I don't know. I've got to be a winner because I'm too attached to too many other people that I have to be a winner for. Exactly. Okay. All right. So this this is this this is what this is what we help you to do. Make sure make sure that you eat foods uh, uh make sure that uh, you eat uh, you take a uh, uh, uh fish oil that is mostly made from uh uh Fresh water fish, um, uh, that is ob- uh, fish oil that is obtained from fresh water fish. If you can do that, and then you cook with canola oil, and then you ionize your 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 liver, and you properly nourish your, nourish your liver, then you begin to you begin to lower your cholesterol. Just make sure you don't eat anything that is made with uh, uh, saturated fat, no no nuts, no nuts at all, and no no, 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 um, the yellow of the egg, um, what Did do you call that? Oh, uh, no nut? Uh, oh. the yolk, the yolk, no, no, no egg yolk. No Did egg yolk. You know, she asked, she asked about the nuts, Dr. Nardi. You know, when you say nuts, sometimes people, they don't want to no, hear you yes, say nuts. No, nuts, N-U-T-S, nuts. Are you talking yeah. about walnuts, almonds, don't eat Yeah, them? that's, oh, yes, yes, they have too much saturated fat. That is, so now you understand why your cholesterol is too high? Yes, I eat a lot of them. Oh, hi. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh. You know, you know, I'm sorry, what you like is what you kill you. Be careful. I wasn't eating them so much because I liked them, but because I was told that they were healthful in Laura. <laughs> who, 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 who told you that? Who, 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 who on this planet told you that? Mm. Okay, the person who told you, you see, the person has, has run away. The person is no longer here. And now you are stuck with the bag. Wow. Oh so, so I'm I'm sorry I've I've thrown you into this pensive mood. I'm sorry. It's very now you are reflecting over all that you are the all the mistakes you made. But it's not my intention to to to, to rattle you. It's my intention rather to to enlighten you on the mistakes you've been making so that you stop making these mistakes. I am so grateful. I really am so grateful. Thank you, sir. You are welcome. 
Yes, yes, y'all. Thank you so much, Elaine, for calling in tonight. All right. Next caller is from the 253. Caller from the 253-222. Your microphone is open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? This is Charity Mitchell, and I'm calling from Tacoma, Washington. Hi, Charity. Thanks for calling in tonight. How you doing? Good. How are you? All is well. Do you have a question or a comment or observation for Dr. Nardi? I have a question, and it's not on topic. Is well, we sometimes do that. Let's see what we can do. Okay. Um, I am 38 years old and very active, and I've had two knee sur- or three knee surgeries. The first knee surgery, um, I developed blood clots that went to my lungs, so they put me on Coumadin for six months. And then I've had two surgeries since, and they put me on um, Coumadin just before and after the surgeries, and I was fine. And a year ago, I threw blood clots in my lungs again for no apparent reason. So now they have me on Coumadin for the rest of my life because they cannot determine why I'm throwing blood clots. Okay. <laughs> so my question is, um, I'm considering getting pregnant now, and I don't want to be on Coumadin for the rest of my life, and I don't want to have to give myself shots of heparin is what the recommendation is for people um, trying to get pregnant. So I'm wondering if there's any other alternative. No, 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 no. You, that is no. We don't talk about alternatives in symptometry. No. There's either signs or no signs. There's either signs or no signs. What you were told is no signs, zero signs, completely zero. You were not told the reason that you were producing blood clots. You were not told it. And this is wrong. There must be logic in therapeutics. There must be logic in therapeutics. There is cause and effect. Blood clot is an effect. Where is the cause? I don't um, know. Let, I want to know. Yeah, well, that's why you are here. That's why you're on Coach Kair's show. First, let me ask you a question. Do you eat citrus fruits? Yes or no? Guilty. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, that's why I say guilty. So, is, is that... Citric acid, citric acid, citric acid, citric, what does citric acid do? It prevents calcium and all the minerals from getting into the, into the, thrombopoietic mechanism. That is the mechanism in the red bone marrow that produces platelets and fibrins. If, if they don't have enough raw materials, you will produce clots and you will not have the reversal mechanism 
to break up the clots. That's why you keep having clots everywhere. And now they gave you kumari. What are you going to do with this? The root of the problem is you, your diet. You are not eating scientifically. You never eat foods that have uh, citric acid. Leave them alone. When you come to symptometry, we'll give you the list of the foods that have citric acid so that you stay away from them. I have had a person who has been suffering from shortness of breath. Shortness of breath. I, 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 did, I, I did everything possible for him. And this man had been having cloth in his lungs all the time. So I asked him, do you eat citrus fruits? Do you drink orange juice? Say yes. I drink, uh, oh man, I drink about two glasses every morning. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Tell me, wh why do you drink orange juice? Oh, because it has antioxidants. It has vitamin C. I say, okay. So what else does he have? No, that's all I know. And uh, let me tell you one more thing. It tastes very good. <laughs> okay. All right. So for how long do you want to live on this planet? Oh, as long as I want. That's good. So I like your hope. I like the spirit of uh, adventurism that you have. That's good. But let me help you to live scientifically. Do me a favor and do yourself a favor. Stop drinking orange juice. And I'm going to give you a particulate that will help you to produce the enzymes that will speed up the production of the fibrins and the reversal mechanism. And that man has not had shortness of breath, and we are now in the third year. Oh, that's wonderful. So you have to know how to live scientifically. If you don't, and you go to these people, I'm not mentioning any name, they will give you drugs because the pharmaceuticals have to make business. These kumadins, they have to sell at least 3 million of them this year alone. Wow. So you have given, you have given them a permanent market. So you have to be on this for the rest of your life. That's why they love you. <laughs> they kind of are. Okay, that answers right. your question, right? Okay. Yes, and I will go to the website and find foods with all the citrus in it and avoid. <laughs> okay, all right, that's good. Thank you very much. You're welcome, you're welcome. Thank you, Bye. Charity. Appreciate it. You're welcome. It's awesome, baby! Whew! Dr. Nardi, hold on, let me go see over Dr. Abbott. Dr. Abbott has been too quiet over there. Dr. Abbott, what you got going on? What's, your, what's some of your feedback from tonight's show? I know you've been seeing what's going on in the chat room, and, and I know you said each and every show you still pick up another gym. Uh, what's some of the things that um, you have to share with us tonight before we move on to the next section? Well, you know, I'm, I'm thinking as the last lady that called in, uh, Charity was her name? Yeah. Um, when Dr. Nardi was just talking about the citric acid, I mean, citric acid, lime juice, lemon juice, you know, that's like this time of year is lemonade time, right? They 
you end up having similarities. You end up having dead weight. Eh? Look at sometimes people wonder how their muscles tie in a knot in their biceps, in their, even their tie. Eh? Their muscles, you see muscles tying in a, a knot. I mean, what is that? And then you ask the person, well, oh, why are they eating these foods? You have to know the difference between soluble fiber and, and, then, and then insoluble fiber. Because you don't have, because you have, uh, what do you call that, uh, you have constipation, what do you do? Oh, I take, I, I take, this, I, I take this fiber supplement. I am not mentioning any name on the radio because, hey, some people have to make money and put food on the table for their children. That's fine. So I'm just talking in general terms without mentioning any names. I say fiber. Some fiber supplements. So those of you who have been taking certain fiber supplements, you know exactly what I'm talking about. These are insoluble fibers. Eventually you pay a hefty price. It's better for you to deal with soluble fiber that dissolves in water than insoluble fiber that will get stuck in your cells and in your tissues. They have nowhere to go. Ninety-four <laughs> percent hmm. water. That is a human being. Six percent nutrient. That's right. Some people say we only 80% water, 75% water. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm, I don't want to say they read, they read their own books, but uh, uh, <laughs> uh, let me give them some respect. But uh, it is not true. I don't say I disagree. Science does not agree with what they are saying. All the, read, read all the credible textbooks. All of them, 94% water, 94% water, 94% water. That's what we are. Look at look at even before look at look at even the sperm look at the sperm look at where it swims water you know break everything down to water that's what we are the bones and flesh came from water right. wow. so so eighty percent, eighty percent, seventy-five percent—they are just throwing some numbers out there for for them to look good or maybe may give us some personal satisfaction and self-aggrandizement. But uh, uh, that's no science. Everything that I say, I will show you the book, and the page is there. And we use whole human anatomy and physiology that was uh, that was written by three distinguished professors and was reviewed and approved by 98 professors of anatomy and physiology and medical examiners throughout the United States. So this is the authority, the final word on anatomy and physiology. There is none above it and none below it. That's it. Mm. It is what it is, ladies and gentlemen. You are still rocking with the best. This is OriginalNatureRadio.com. This is Coach Kyer, Dr. Maxwell Nardi, and Dr. Charles Abbott. We're here every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock. The call-in number is 347-205-9089. Do not go anywhere. You're still strapped in. We appreciate you for uh, tuning in to Zoom in. I'm getting all kind of comments on my Facebook now saying interesting show 
A lot of people are listening in, and I want to remind you, please call in um, just in case we get in the groove and I'm not able to uh, remind you. At 10 o'clock, the live stream on the Internet stops streaming, so you will miss the continuation of the call, so you will need to call in 347-205-9089. Also, uh, man, it's just I'm just really happy so far about you know, the number of people who have called in with very intelligent questions, the number of people that we have um, in the chat room who have been uh, so patiently waiting and just keeping up with the conversation, and big shouts out to Oni for just coming in tonight on her first show. I know this is Oni. We, uh, we have to keep on letting you be our uh, lupus nightly barometer for the night and um, the level of information that you've received can you give me some feedback on what you've heard so far? Uh, so I know the most amazing thing for me is learning about the vegetables. So I'm very, very, very open and curious about the science behind, um, you know, like too much potassium or too much of this, too much of that, that are coming from <clears throat> uh, actual vegetables, whether organic or not. You know, like I said, I thought that the things that I heard about vegetables before were about, um, you know, them being genetically modified and therefore not, having the enzymes or the, the nutrients that they used to have. So that was the reason not to eat them. So I, I hadn't heard about um, too much potassium or uh, too much any other, you know, vitamin mineral in your body and that being a cause for flares. So this is very interesting to me. And um, the last thing you want to do is learn some information and not, you know, adhere to it as far as, oh, the possibilities of being true. So I'm very, very, very excited and curious about the rest of the science behind this. That's right, because we're going to put the gold medal around your neck for defeating this thing and just getting it up out of there. We want you to go back to the doctor and confuse him. That's what we want. We want your name to be confusion. I'm confused. I'm confused. Also, I want um, the book that has the enzyme chart as well as the 45 foods is what to consume. And you can find that at symptometry.com or symptometry books. Symptometrybooks.com or Symptometry.com, um, as well as um, the downside of nutrition. Like, those have to be a staple moving forward through this new millennium. You know how people are saying, well, December the 21st, 2012 is coming? Well, if you want to be on the other side of that, you definitely have to change your attitude, your level of tissue renewal, and your intake on new scientific research because scientific research extends into infinity. So please do not rely on the old information. Everything is everything is being upgraded. Everything is being upgraded. All right, I got a couple more callers calling in tonight. Caller from the 612-219. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? All right, hello. This is Yema from Minneapolis. How are you all doing this evening? Oh, All is well, Yama. How you mm-hmm. feeling tonight? I'm doing well. Dr. Nardi, I have a question <laughs> for you. <laughs> I already know what you're going to say, but, you know, since it's being recorded and broadcasted worldwide, I'd like for you to please Galactically. Galactically. Oh, yes. The whole universe. Right. We talk a lot about diet and the food. And that has already shocked a lot of people, you know, because we think we're doing the right things with the vegetables. But besides diet, um, 
I'd like for you to please talk about the reality that we all have to deal with as far as the environmental toxin that is present now um, in higher amounts than it was even 100 years ago. There's a lot of petrochemicals and things being released into the atmosphere that we're not even aware of, the fumes from the car, all these different things that we have to live with um, that, you know, may be contributing to some of our skin issues and other health issues. And so in addition to the diet, the things that we have control over, can you speak a bit about environmental toxins and how symptometry would like to um, address that? In the future, um, we want to live in a, on a cleaner planet. This is why the United States was the first country in the world to create the Environmental Protection Agency (EPA). Uh, it has done a good job so far, but its job is very limited because. Um, if you look at uh, look at the auto emission, you have to go to you have to go to auto emission test. In the 1960s and early 1970s, we didn't have auto emission tests. You could drive a car that would be spewing all kinds of sulfur dioxide and other uh, uh, toxic fumes into into the into the into the atmosphere, and people would be breathing this. But now, thanks to uh, uh, the United States, we have the EPA. Other countries are also uh, duplicating the effort of the United States. That's good. But to, to the best of my knowledge, uh, there are countries even who do not import cars uh, that, were, that were made in, in the 1990s. They now, if you have to import a car to a country, the car should be at least the 2000 from 2001, 2002, and so on, uh, upwards, not uh, not below anymore. So, this is a good example that uh, countries are emulating, and it is working. But there are certain areas where um, uh, we, things need uh, things have not yet improved significantly. For instance. There are many factories that are still dumping uh, toxins into the water and polluting the waters. Uh, if here in the United States, you know, the Hudson River, the Hudson River used to be the number one polluted water in the United States until dredging started, and then a lot of this has been cleaned out. But still, don't eat catfish from the from the Hudson River. You eat catfish from that from that from that river, well. Uh, it looks like uh, you would not be healthy. Uh, certain areas where uh, they fish crabs, uh, 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 lobsters, and shrimps, and all that, it also depends on the quality of the river. So if you are talking about environmental toxins, let's look at the air, and let's look at water, you see. And uh, there's, there are a lot of toxins over there. And what we can do in symptometry is to advise people not to eat certain fish. When you read our books, uh, The Downside of Nutrition, you see a, a chapter on scavengers. We list these foods. And don't, we say don't eat these foods. Or if you do, make sure that you are producing enough B vitamins. 
If you don't produce enough B vitamins, make sure you are not taking uh, antibiotics. So we have seen the danger. We have seen the problem. And we are also providing the solution. We are not like uh, other uh, practitioners of uh, fields of therapeutics who are not doing something about this. We are doing something about this, you see. And then now we move to the highest level where we are helping people to produce an enzyme surplus. We are helping people to eat scientifically. So we are a proactive group of um, healthcare providers. And we have, we have, we have uh, planted all the warning lights everywhere so that people um, are, are very cautious about what they do and they do not make uh, these uh, mistakes that are going to ruin their lives. So basically, as far as the environmental toxins are concerned, yes, they are there, and we are bringing people's attention to them, and then we are also happy then to produce an enzyme surplus so that they will be able to overcome all these things. Because, look, we cannot live in a bubble. We cannot live in a bubble. And if you are not going to live in a bubble, then what are you going to do? We have to produce, you have to protect yourself. And the best way to protect yourself is to produce an enzyme surplus. So that even when, a, when there's a nuclear meltdown, you will survive. Look at, look at, the, look at the nuclear meltdown that, that took place at, uh, in Japan. Not all the Japanese who were around there died. Many of them survived. And how did they survive? Because they had they produce an enzyme surplus. This is how you survive in this world full of toxicity. Thank you. So, Dr. Nardi, you mean if I'm exposed to radioactive <laughs> elements, if I can survive it once yes. I have an enzyme surplus? Yes, 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 wow. yes, yes. 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 Because everything is enzymes. And, and look, how, 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 how will you die? You will die because you are, you are stuck in the enzyme deficit, deficit at the time that you were hit by, the, uh, by these uh, radioactive agents. So don't allow this to happen. So that's why we say continue to produce an enzyme surplus every day because you never know what will ever happen. Suppose, suppose you're in an area where uh, a, a freight train collided with another train, and that freight train was carrying toxic, uh, 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 toxic elements. What are you going to do? You cannot wear a mask. You have to survive. And those who had an enzyme surplus will be those who survive. The rest will be taken to the hospital, and then mismatches will be used to treat them, and then they will die. Wow. So well, this, well, is what, well. this is what we are doing. This is what we are doing. So we are not. We are not just folded our arms. We are very active in the in the community where we are. I have another uh, question, please, and I'll go back on hold, about um, if you can speak about what contributes to um, people getting skin moles um, and even birthmarks, but 
like as time goes on, if you start to see more um, birthmarks or um, moles on your skin, what, what's the reason for that, and how does um, symptometry address that? Okay, thank uh, okay, thank you. Uh, well, stop eating nuts. Stop eating nuts. We see nuts and yeast. These are mole territories. These are mole territories. What are you going to do in, in somebody's backyard? What are you going to do in somebody on somebody's territory? They didn't come to your living room. Why do you go to their living room? So stay where you are and know where the moles are. Moles are on grapes. This is why when a person has psoriasis, the first thing I tell the person is the first thing I, I tell him or her is stay away from nuts and stay away from grapes. If you don't want to stay away from these two and you are eating them because of their nutrients, well, you are going to ingest more than nutrients. You are going to ingest health disruptors and moles in addition to that. Grapes and nuts are mold territories. Know this. If you ingest them, you see moles on your nails, you see uh, on your toenails or, or, or fingernails, you see moles even in your eye. What about your skin? You see moles everywhere. And then you are going to have different kinds of moles called ringworm. These are moles on the skin. They are ringworm. And if the ringworm attacks your hair, Oh, man. They will chew your hair. So stay away from moles and know where they are. As far as birthmarks are concerned, when a woman is pregnant, she, I recommend, we, we do a lot of this in uh, symptometry by, by strengthening the woman's blood vessels and the baby's blood vessels. Birthmarks are the direct results of blood vessels that ruptured and blood was trapped in that area. That's what is a birthmark. So know it and then prevent it by strengthening the blood vessels of the woman and the baby. We do that during pregnancy management very easily. When we are doing pregnancy management, we give you a particulate to strengthen your blood vessels and a particulate to keep removing the blockages that will form because a new baby is coming and the old cells will have to replace the new cells. As the old cells are replacing the new cells, a lot of blockages will have to be cleared from the spot where the next cell is going to stand. So we know what we are doing when it comes to pregnancy management. Hold on so one second, Dr. Nardi. Uh, everybody, you have 90 seconds to call in. The call-in number is 347-205-9089. If you are in just listening through your computer, you must call in or the show will stop streaming. You must call in. And there are more callers on the line and more questions and a little more from Dr. Nardi. The call-in number is 347-205-9089. You must call in within 60 seconds or it streaming in the uh, from the computer. 
Uh, big shouts out to uh, Tanya Webb Montgomery. Big shouts out to Oni. Big shouts out to the Lupus Foundation of America. Big shouts out to uh, BlamingLupus.com. Big shouts out to SometimesLupus.com. All everyone who's out here fighting that we're joining up with tonight that I sent invitations out to for everybody who called in. I really want to say I really appreciate it and thank you all for um, for for dialing in and joining us. Let me get back on the line now. The caller next on the line is Seabock Willow down in Florida. Peace. Hey, peace, bro. How's it going? Man, all is well. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, so we love you. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, I had a question. I want you to expound on what you mentioned earlier about the bananas and um, the avocados, because I know they're in the What to Consume book, so if you could explain, like, how we should regulate eating them or shitting, eat, should not eat them or... Well, um, what is your viewpoint on that, since they have all this potassium in them? Yeah, uh, thank you, sir. Yeah. Um, you see, if we have 45 foods, and if we are taking out bananas and avocados and uh, cabbage, we have had uh, uh, 42. And we could, then eventually there will be nothing else to eat. <laughs> so... So what, you know, what, what so so what he did was well, we we didn't want people to to start throwing stones at stones stones at us and then uh, chasing us with machetes and all that. So we decided to leave some some tree in there to to increase the <laughs> to to expand the list to forty five. Uh, that that's a, that's a better number. But we have some restrictions. Um, bananas are good. But you see, monkeys are, 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 are genetically designed to uh, uh, break down uh, potassium faster than we humans. So that's why uh, they are suited to eating bananas, not us. Just like rabbits are suited to eating, uh, 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 feeding on carrots more than uh, humans because they produce the enzymes that digest the 4,000 nutrients in, uh, in carrots in less than two minutes. So we are not rabbits, you see. And uh, we are not monkeys, even though uh, 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 it is said that uh, uh, we, we come from, from the, the, the species, okay, but uh, we are no longer uh, uh, what we used to be. Our digestive system has changed, and our enzyme-making process has also changed. So that's why we are humans. We are no longer uh, those who can consume a lot of uh, uh, potassium. We only need a small amount of potassium. And this is what I explained earlier. So bananas are there. Avocados are there. Eat them, eat them uh, once every two weeks or once a week or something like this. But initially, I used to. Initially, I used to ask people to to ask um, to, to eat four bananas in the morning. I I, I used to do that uh, until I realized that you know that's that's one thing that uh, uh, um, more more sensitive chromatographic machines do. 
chromatographic machines that were produced in, in, in 2006 are not as sophisticated as the chromatographic machines that were produced last year. You see, so okay. as we as we keep using the most recent uh, and the most sophisticated chromatographic machines, uh, we get to know more and more and more about uh, the kinds of foods that we have been eating. So this is what we do. We will never, never be stuck with old ideas. If the machine that we are using in 2020 makes more revelations about, about the, uh, the, the, the best foods that are in the 45 books, we will revise our list because we are not stuck in the past. Then people will say, oh, you, you are not being consistent. You are not being consistent. No, we don't want to be consistent when we are misleading people. We don't want to do that. It's better to keep changing as the machines are changing. I don't eat, I don't eat bananas. I don't eat avocados anymore. Uh, maybe once in a while, but not as I used to. Thanks to gas chromatography, the most modern one. So when symptomatic bias gas chromatography, we we'll make sure that even though it's going to be more expensive, it's better to buy the most recent chromatographic machine than to to buy a discarded machine that was produced in in, in two thousand uh, uh, in, in nineteen ninety nine, and that will only be able to detect a few chemicals instead of instead of buying a modern one that will be able to detect more health disruptors in the foods that people have been eating. So that's why uh, bananas and avocados uh, are low down on my, on my priority list right now as far as foods are concerned. So now I eat pineapple, uh, soft, yellow, ripe. That's basically what I eat now, and I'm fine. All right, thank you. So what is a good source of uh, soluble fiber? This will, um Oh no! Uh, um, I, 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 would I would recommend. I would recommend. Uh, I would recommend turnip green and papaya. Turnip green and papaya. These are the. These are the excellent sources of soluble fiber. Okay. All right. And if All you right, cannot, eat, if you cannot, if you cannot eat papaya, then uh, uh, then you have an enzyme deficit. So do something about that because uh, you have a lot of copper uh, in in papaya. So. Um, you have you you have uh, uh, copper from ginger, you have copper from turnip green, you have copper from uh, from papaya. Is it is it important to get copper from different sources or? No no no. I'm just I'm just telling you. Uh, I, I know yeah. I do, the last time I had papaya was maybe about two years ago or something. But uh, as a scientist, I'm just telling you the sources so that. Uh, you know, you know that they are available. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate that. Thank you. That's all yeah. I have for right now. Yeah, welcome, sir. Uh, Dr. Nardi, well, I got that brother on the Oh, line. yeah, but, but, but please, but, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Papaya, please remove the seeds. Remove the seeds from papaya, please. Remove the, the what? Remove the seeds. The seeds in oh, papaya. Yeah. 
Oh yes, yeah. Oh, uh, oh you you'll be surprised. I talk to all kinds of people, and uh, <laughs> and somebody would like to crash the seeds because of, oh they, oh they they, they said there's more copper in it. No, 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 no leave the seeds. You don't need that. <laughs> oh. Um, Doctor Nardi, I, um, I wanted to ask because I know that some of the results you see some of the results of the lupus in the skin. And I know also that eczema is um, a skin disorder. <clears throat> do That's these correct. two do these two disorders um, are they related? And no, 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 the... no. Eczema, eczema comes from mold. Eczema comes from mold, and then uh, the mold uh, trichophyton uh, prevents a person from producing enzyme sixty-five. It is the non-production of enzyme sixty-five that predisposes a person to eczema. So lupus and eczema are totally different. So if a, but unfortunately, if a person who has lupus also has eczema, oh man, it means that person does not know how to live on this planet. Mm-hmm. So we have to help that person to live properly on this planet, to leave the grapes alone, leave the nuts alone. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And come off that Dr. Oz diet. I said it. Dr. Oz got enough money. He can come off that Dr. Oz. Well, Dr. Oz said, Dr. Oz, doesn't oh, matter. Man. It doesn't matter, you know, and stop being. I'm, the whole, but you see, you, uh, I'm, not, I'm not putting any doctor down. You study all this in microbiology. If, there, if the person did not study microbiology, you don't not, you not know anything about trichophyton, microsporum. You would not know that. They are in microbiology. They are in the textbook. That's just what you talk about verifiable science. Mm. You, you got to keep you got to keep studying. That's just all it was. I know Amsu was like, when are you gonna hear some sound effects? My fault. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, see, by Willow, you had another question, or are you straight? Uh, yeah, I'm great. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right. Put you back on mute. Just let me know if you need to get back on. Just just hit one. Just double up on it. Dr. Nardi, we have another caller. Caller from the 718-650. Can I get your uh, name and where you're calling from, please? Greetings. This is Brother Charity calling from the Bronx. How are you, brothers, today? Dr. Nardi. Oh, yes. Yo, Brother Charity, yes, yes. Thank you. Um, I had a friend that wanted me to ask you, um, what what is um, can you deconstruct? Uh, the topic, but can you deconstruct gray hair and and is it reversible, or or is there a certain um diet or edit that you could change to um uh, to um alleviate or reverse the effects? Um, you see, there, there, there is, there is, uh, there, there is uh, a gene uh, that produces hair color. If that gene stops receiving nutrients, it may decide to shut down and not produce uh, uh, the, uh, the, the material for hair color anymore. This is what produces gray hair. Basically, that's it. So, so some in some situations, uh, it is possible to 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 limit 
the, um, uh, the, the amount of uh, damage that is done to the, to the gene. In others, they just refuse to they just refuse to be reactivated. That's it. So it is. We have we have the particulate for gray hair. I have been taking it myself. We have the particulate for gray hair. But sometimes, you know, there are certain areas where no, nah, no, nah, uh, you've screwed up for too long. They they, they they are not they are not ready to forgive you anymore. Oh. Now the the particulate just um just um it, 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 can the particulate reverse or does it just um um inhibit it from continuing? No, no. What 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 in my case, what the particulate does it it slow down it slows down the graying process. Uh, it slows down the graying process. And if the entire hair is gray, you are 70 something years old, you are 92 years old, and you want to look nice and cute like a 34 year old man. <laughs> <laughs> well, they will decide whether they want you to give you that ride or not. <laughs> so, what I suggest is this. When you are 13, 14, 16, and your hair begins to go gray, call symptomatic right away and put a particulate under your tongue. Quick. Quickly. Don't, quick. don't, 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 don't wait until you are 56 or 70 years old. From mm -hmm. age, once you are 16, 17, 18, 19, you know, there, are so, there are some young boys there are some young boys who are only 17 years old and they already have gray hair. Uh-huh. You see? And if it depends on the amount of stress that you have. If you have too much stress, hey, you have to juggle between this job and that job and put food on the table and touch the boss and go here and look good. Hey, the amount of stress, you'll be in a pressure cooker. And then uh, uh, if, if the amount of stress is too much and the, uh, and the, and the gene cannot take it, where well, to begin to to, to lose the uh, its ability to 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 to, to produce the the uh, hair uh, this is the, the material for hair color melanin for hair color so we can slow it down but don't wait don't wait until it is too late mm. now does copper play a part does copper play a part in that anyway, Doctor? Yes, copper, 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 copper is is uh, one of the significant ingredients. That's why I mentioned. That's why I mentioned copper. Copper is one of the significant ingredients uh, for melanin. Yes. All right. So people who have, people who suffer from vitiligo, people who suffer from vitiligo are, are individuals who consume items that remove copper from their body. Uh, MSG is well known. MSG from from soil is known from for for for, for removing copper from 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 the cells and thus uh, causing a vitiligo. A few spots here and there on on the stomach, on or it's not on the on the abdomen, on the thighs, uh, on on the legs, and so on and so forth. You know, so that's why uh, I stay away from uh, the foods. Thanks to science, I know these foods now. Mm. All right, thank you, Dr. Nelson. You're welcome, Cherokee. Thank you, sir.
Thank you, Big Brother, for giving us a call in tonight. Appreciate it. All righty, all righty, all righty. Dr. Nardi, we done had a we done had a, a plethora of questions tonight, wouldn't you say? <laughs> well, it's good. It shows that uh, people are people are awake and people are alert and people are listening. So that is good. I don't want anybody who is who is falling asleep uh, at the desk over there. So that's good. <laughs> I don't think anybody else. I don't think anybody else is um, falling asleep. Um, Dr. Nardi, I don't know whether we had covered. I'm just going to ask a question. It may be redundant. That we cover all four types of the lupus, and and and, and maybe just for like a, a small recap, some people may be asking, you know, where is this lupus coming from? So I just wanted to just cover that for maybe some of the people who got on the call. Uh, late, and maybe you could just go back over that, but please, you know, covering um, the four types of lupus, and um, yeah, let's, I, I just want to okay. go back over that um, for right now. Yeah, um, there is, uh, the, okay, the four types of lupus, okay, first, first it starts as uh, neonatal lupus. Okay, people have lupus uh, people, people were people, people were who were eating corn and eating foods that are full of cyanide um, uh, may predispose their children to lupus, especially if they have a genetic susceptibility. Especially, you see, that's why I say be careful because none of us <coughs> knows our genetic susceptibility until we begin to suffer from lower back pain, joint pain, and so on and so forth. You never know. So why do you want to be hit by a truck before you know that oh okay uh, you are not supposed to you are not so, you are not supposed to uh, to to walk uh, to cross the street without looking left and right no just know how to prevent it that's all so what we want what what, what we are encouraging is prevention if if a, a, a woman is pregnant there are certain foods that we recommend very strongly that she not eat. We will not. We don't recommend all the women for whom we are doing pregnancy management. We don't. Uh, we don't advise that they eat corn. We don't. And even uh, we do people. We do pregnancy management in in Ghana, and in Nigeria, in Sierra Leone. It's hard for them, even who have a, uh, who, whose staple food is corn, not to eat corn. But they do their best to avoid corn. They do their best. Because they want the child to be very healthy, so this is what is called this is what it causes neonatal lupus, predisposition to lupus by eating certain foods. Corn is one of them. Uh, we have discoid lupus, that's the skin lupus, but this comes from systemic lupus. After system, systemic lupus is where lupus has struck. I mean, has struck the the internal organs, especially the liver and the kidneys. And most of this is drug-induced lupus. Drugs that, uh, you, I mean, uh, the person was, suffered from joint pain or muscle pain or neck pain or some kind of pain somewhere and started taking certain drugs that will induce lupus in the, in the long run. It will cause the person to produce the antigens of lupus. And when you go for a test, 
you say, oh, okay, uh, you have lupus. Because you are no longer producing the enzymes and the templates that help to produce many body essentials. So this is what we discussed earlier, systemic lupus, where the internal organs and blood become so dirty that all the blood that is circulating is nothing but dirty blood and it's affecting all the internal organs. That is systemic lupus erythematosus. Drug-induced lupus, where it always starts as pain, as joint pain, and then you make a mistake, and then you go to, by going to a physician who gives you something that will now blow up your condition into full-blown lupus. When your liver is, is, is affected, you are going to have discoid lupus. You're going to have skin discoloration. You're going to have ulcers on the skin. Your skin will be dry, patchy, cracked. That's discoid lupus. And itchy, and very itchy also. And then, or you, oh, I've, seen, I've seen others who are very young, but they all look very old because their skin is very wrinkled. That's discoid lupus. And then we have also lupus vulgaris, that's the fourth one, the fifth one, sorry, lupus vulgaris that affects the joints mostly. So that is, these are, these are the, these are the uh, five different kinds of lupus there are. And they are autoimmune disease. I'm recapping, they are autoimmune diseases because the enzymes, the physical enzymes at the end of their cycles started tearing tissue into pieces. So an autoimmune disease is a disease where the body turns against itself by eating its internal organs, flesh, and bones. People have bone pain. When this happens, please make sure that you don't eat foods that are high in potassium. The foods that are high in potassium, I mentioned them earlier. Now we can add a few more. We have fish, especially salmon. Salmon is too high in potassium. Cod is too high in potassium. Haddock is too high in potassium. Flounder is too high in potassium. And tuna is too high in potassium. So if you want to eat fish and you have lupus, I would recommend you eat anchovy, sardine, or other fish that are not here, that I did not mention. Don't eat salmon. If you do, the pain will be excruciating. Don't eat pork. Pork has too much uh, potassium and, and, and uh, uh, derivatives of pork. Bacon and all that, these are derivatives of pork. They have too much potassium. Strawberries have too much potassium. Plums have too much potassium. So uh, please know exactly what to do. Uh, you talk about genetically modified foods. Fine. These are the genes that were the, these were, these were the genes that were modified, but not the nutrients and not the potassium amount. Not the potassium amount. So don't say that you are going you are going organic because it's not genetically modified. The amount of potassium is still there. A potato is a potato. A potato is not a mango. So that was a recap. 
Thank you, Dr. Nardi. I appreciate that. See if I have any other hands in the queue. Yes, I do. Caller from the 803-543. Your microphone is open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Yeah, please. It's Tyler calling in from the uh, embassy, uh, South Cat. Um, I had a question because I heard the brother say, um, grapes, uh, um, don't eat grapes. I think he said that. Um, I came in late, so I don't know uh, if he already touched on this. Um, uh, we got wild grapes growing, the um, so-called muscadines or whatever. And uh, what you think about them? Like, did you test them out? Like, uh, what's your research come from the uh, muscadine? Um, no, no, no. That that that, that uh, I've not I've not. Uh, I, I, you remember when I said. Uh, there are so many fruits. There are thousands and thousands and thousands. And uh, what are we going to do? You know. So. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So. Uh, and, and not only that, we'll be stepping on people's toes. Oh, you tested my food. You did not test me. Yeah, no, you know, all kinds of things. No, no, no. We we can only we can only test uh, what what we can do, uh, what you can test, and then the the, the rest. Well, this will be projects for the students of the American School of Symptomatology to do their testing also and tell us what they have found. You know, so yeah. uh, some of these things we we'll have to share with them for others to come and do. Yeah. Um. All right. Um. Also, um. Chicken broth. What do you think about that? Like, uh, cause I know, like, uh, as far as I make or when I make my chicken, like I actually uh say the chicken broth and use that for like uh when I cook my grains with I cook my grains stuff like that with. So, no, no, chicken, no, chicken broth is good. It's good, uh, uh, especially the way you are doing it. No, no, that's 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 good. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's what's up. Um, all right. Yeah, uh, but the problem, is, the, the, pro the problem is that the problem is that. Then here's my question: Do you add chicken bouillon to it? Do you add beef bouillon to it? You said do I add what? Do you uh, add chicken bouillon? Do you, yeah, it's chicken. called chicken bouillon and uh, beef bouillon. When you go to the supermarket, you buy those small small cubes. Those small small no. cubes that. That that no. you used to season, you know, you you unwrap. Sometimes it's blue, sometimes it's red, and all that. You unwrap it and you throw it, you throw it into the into the into the soup and all that. Do you do that? No, no, I ain't even never heard of that. Uh -uh. Oh, no, good, good. That. It's good that you, it's good. It's good. You've not heard of. It. <laughs> it's not heard of it. That's good. <laughs> uh, uh, also, um, uh, I heard you giving out the water recipe because I mean I kind of just got up on you and um. No, I definitely respect what you're doing. I heard you giving out the, uh, the watermelon recipe, and you was like, uh, I think you said the rhyme is all right to eat it with it too. Is um is is the you know the white part of rhyme or whatever I right um eat with it too? No, 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 no. The uh, the white part, the white part, uh, the uh, the white part. Um, all most of the nutrients, if not all the nutrients, are in the uh, in the part that has a lot of lycopene. That is the the, the pink, red, uh, the, the red, the red part. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, the, the, leave, leave the white part unless you are you are so hungry that you have not eating in three days and then. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, uh, oh yeah. Also on the um the lime uh, recipe that you gave out for like the odor, right? Now down here, I done went to a whole bunch of stores and bought um limes, right? Even the health food stores. I'm talking about even the organic health food stores. They all, the limes out here that I don't that I done ran across so far don't have no seeds. So what you you know what I'm saying? What? Do you recommend those? 
Yeah, straight up. Straight up. I'm talking about the Crovis, Bilo. No, no, no. Lime with that and see it. No, man. I. I will uh, run from I will run from that line as far as my legs can carry me. No way. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But man, I I don't went to health food stores talking about got organic labeled on it and no seeds, man. Yeah, like, no, 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 no. Line without seeds. Oh no. <laughs> oh man. I mean, crazy. They, they, um, this, this is a red flag right there. This a red flag. No, no, yeah. don't do that. Yeah. Um. All right. Um. Now I used to do this, but I don't. Um. I don't, I don't really mess with it till like the winter time, cause that's the only type of oil I really get, cause I support my people and they and they have that oil. But um. Mm-hmm. Uh, castor oil from the castor bean. Um. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, the, the castor seed. Yes. It, it's very. It's very rich. It's very, very rich. Good. And uh, it's very, very, very rich in sulfur, and the sulfur. It, uh, the, uh, the sulfur it has uh, is uh, very good for killing worms also. Very, very excellent for killing worms. So um, this is, is, yeah, is sulfur 32 or sulfur 33. I have to double check. Yeah, that, that is very excellent for killing worms. And what do you want to do with that, with that seed? Tell me what you want to do with it. Are you there? Hold on his phone. Hello. Maybe having he got to he got to get in range. His his call hasn't dropped, but we just can't hear him right now. No, okay. He's trying to say something though. He's trying to get it out. Yeah, that's that's, that's I, I don't know, but well, sometimes you know these these are astrological influences we've had. <laughs> we've had some. Uh, I'm not even gonna get into the, some of the things I've seen today and this week dealing with this Mercury retrograde, but. Um, just some just just some fabulous stuff. I'm gonna leave his microphone open. So, brother Tyler, we can't hear you, but if you come back in, I'm gonna leave your microphone open. I do have another caller on the line. Caller from the three one four six six four. Your microphone is open. Can I get your name and where you calling from, please? Hello, caller from the three one four. Hello. Hello, hello. All right, maybe they hit that. Maybe they hit it by accident. Brother Tyler, your mic is still open. If you can come back on, just let us know. All righty, brother Amsu, how you doing over there tonight? I'm uh, doing good. You know, actually, real good. I mean, it was. Uh, I'm just, I'm just enjoying the uh, the ride, really. Getting some good information. Got him. I got the naughty. We got him pushed back in the seat. That's some G forces. When you start pulling them G forces, they get pinned back to the seat. They can't move. Well, yeah, you know, uh, in rare form, you know, not rare form, but regular. Form. I think um, uh, 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 that is that is um, like we we discuss we discuss um, we discuss um, why females. Have uh, have a tendency to succumb to to have a fire and uh, this in a lupus more than men, and um, there is also um, something that I wanted to say uh, about uh, traumas also and negative impulses that interfere with the production of new hormones. Um, 
do somebody brought this to my attention. Okay. How come more black people suffer from 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 lupus than white people? I said, Where did this come from? I said it's true. But are you aren't you suggesting that most of the people you know who have lupus are black? Yes or no? Then he said, well, that is true. So what is your statistics? No, he has no statistics. But all he knows is that more black people suffer from lupus than whites. He wants to know why whites are not suffering from lupus like blacks. All right. This is something that I did not discuss earlier. But... No, um, <laughs> what did who was that? Was that Oni? What did you say, Oni? Yes, no, he didn't discuss that earlier. I was wondering if he was going to get into that because the hormones were very interesting when he pointed that out about the women. So I did want to talk more about the fact that it affects more black folks than anyone else. You see, so uh, it, was, it was in my research, and it is here. But uh, I, w I wish I did not uh, mention it so that Oni would not uh, pin me down. Yeah, I'd never pin you down another time. I'll have to do another show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now. Does that work? You know, is that, that's true. That's okay. That's okay. Um, let's go back to genetics. Let's go back to, to our history. Let's go back to history. Why started eating nuts just recently. The, mm. the pistachios and all that. Whites started eating nuts just recently. Blacks have been eating nuts since the beginning of time. Peanuts, palm nuts, Coconuts, coconuts. You remember coconuts? These were the these were the staple foods of blacks. And what you have to understand is this: in the country called the Gambia, it's a small. For those of you who know the history, I mean the, the geography of Africa and who know where Senegal is on the west coast of Africa, there is a tiny country that runs into Senegal like a finger. That is called the Gambia. The staple food of that country, that small country, is peanut, granut. Everyone over there eats granut. And you have granola soup, you have peanut bread, you have peanut cake, you have peanut butter, you have uh, peanut cookies, peanut oil, peanut this, peanut that. And almost 94% of these people are suffering from kidney diseases. They are suffering from kidney diseases. And who are the blacks who are here in the United States? Who are the blacks who are in Jamaica? Who are the blacks who are in the, the Trinidad and Tobago? Who are the blacks who are in Bermuda? Who are the blacks who are in Barbados? 
in Papua New Guinea, and on and on and on. Where do they come from? They come from the not eating family. So that's why when you tell a black person not to eat nuts, as if you have stabbed the person in the chest. As if there is nothing else to eat. Because it's in the gene. And this amount of potassium that is there has predisposed more blacks than Caucasians to lupus. So you go back to your history. So if you want to break this pattern, hold your nose, close your eyes, and break the pattern by not eating nuts. I am not eating nuts. I'm originally from Ghana, West Africa. I don't eat nuts anymore. I don't drink coconut water anymore. I don't eat coconut anymore. I broke away from my ancestry that had been causing trouble. I like the good part of my ancestry, but I don't like the bad part. The good part is the heritage. Yes, I like that. But where I will be sick and sick and sick, no, I rejected that part. And that's why I'm a very healthy person today. So if you have lupus, please do what you're supposed to do. Reject the part that is making you sick and retain the part to make you healthy. Thank you. Mm. Dr. Nard, I want to follow up right behind that with the age. They said that it was a, you know, it was just a huge number, you know, a massive amount of people at the age of between 25 and 40. You know, why is lupus um, attacking that age group? Or why is that age group so susceptible to uh, lupus? Yes. Age, because, you see, habits are entrenched after, after age 20. Habits are entrenched after age 20. Tell, tell a 22-year-old man not to not to eat cookies or not to eat ice cream. You, you're going to start a fight. <laughs> you are going to start a fight. You bring all the science to explain to this young person not to eat it. Still, that person will not be convinced. Because the person is emotionally attached to what is going to destroy him or her. That's why between 20 and 40... That is, uh, this, 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 this 20 years, these 20 years are terrible, these are turbulent years in our lives. Turbulent. Because of our addictions, our cravings, our emotional attachment to what will destroy us piece by piece. After age 40, what happens? The person has learned, most, most individuals have learned so many lessons between age 20 and 40 that they are now run down, they decided, down, they decided to turn the corner and do things differently. That's why after age 40, if you have not turned the corner and you have not made changes in your life, then it will be very difficult for you to head in the right direction. Why do they say, Life begins at 40. I, I don't know whether you are familiar with that, that expression. Life begins at 40. 
You made so yeah. many mistakes. You made so many mistakes. And now that you are 42 years old, 43 years old, it's now time to reflect on your past and do things differently. So that's, the, the, that's why lupus strikes people, most, most people between 20 and 40. Because these are people who don't want to let go of their foods that are destroying their liver. Hmm. Would you say, what advice would you give to parents, especially parents who, uh, I was at Walmart the other day, and um, I was in the juice section. I was just walking by the juice section. I wasn't buying them. I was just walking by, and the, and the man, and the man had his his daughter, and she may have been four or five years old, and he was like, you know, which lemonade do you want? You want red oh, lemonade boy. or pink oh, lemonade? Oh boy! Oh boy! And then oh, boy. I've oh, also boy. seen um, at a buffet um, here in here in the South where um, parents say, well, it's so hard for me to get him to eat. So I'm just gonna let him pick what he wants. Oh, can you oh can can you speak to the parents as far as their um, their contribution <clears throat> when you let the children just run wild and just go pick up something and you know you just want to be quiet. I I just rather him eat something and just be full and you know as as long as um as long as I am letting them put something in their mouth then 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 I'm good. Can you talk to that? Uh, uh, that for me too, Doctor Nardi, about the responsibility of the parents, and you can lay yeah, out six, you know. Re responsibility of the parents. I, I wish they could, they, should, they, they could all listen to your show every day so that they become more creative. You know, I, I, I have a granddaughter. My granddaughter came to, uh, they, they came, and we had a good time. And my granddaughter helped me to be more creative than I've always been. She helped me to be more creative than I've always been. You know, some, some, some will say, okay, let me give her an ice cream so that she keeps quiet. Let me give her this so that she keeps quiet because I need time to concentrate. I need time to do this. No. No. Because this is going to create more problems later. So what you do is if she wants you to go out, okay, why don't you take a break? Go and walk. It's good exercise for you. And this was what I did with my granddaughter. Let me tell you what I did. She always likes to go out. I said, okay. Papo, she calls me Papo. Papo, out, out, out. Okay. I said, you, I know what I'm going to do for you. I know what I'm going to do. So, what did we do? We went out. And I started walking faster. So she had to run to catch up with me. And the more the more she tried to get closer to me, the more I distanced myself from her, and she had to walk faster and run. And she was pleading for help. I didn't mind her. I just kept going. I just kept going. I just kept going. Then she started begging, begging and begging. Papo, please pick me. Papo, please. She was so tired that when we got home, she ate and she slept soundly for over two hours. I had my peace of mind to write <laughs> and write and write and write and write. 
I didn't give her ice cream. I didn't give her something to poison her. I made her so tired that next time she will not ask me to go for a walk anywhere. I want to go out anymore. She learned a lesson. She's only two and a half years old, and she learned her lesson. And it made me more creative. Why don't you become more creative? Allow your children to, 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 to stir your creativity. Stir it up. So this is my, this is my advice to, to parents. They don't want to be creative. All they want is some, someone should tell them what to do. Someone should tell them what to do. Someone should tell them what to do. No, no, no. Your cells are creative. No one told me what to do with my granddaughter. So please allow some creativity, allow a good spot for creativity in your body, in your cells. And stop giving ice cream to your children. Stop giving poisons to your children. Because you regret later. Because the child is not producing an enzyme surplus yet. Your child is not producing an enzyme surplus yet. Don't get the child stuck in the enzyme deficit column. If you get your child stuck in an enzyme deficit column, you are going to reopen her genes for diseases. That's why you get lupus. That's why you get this. That's why you get that. Don't reopen those genes. They don't, they, there's no need for them. Be creative. Thank you. Mm. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Whoa. Creativity. The, the crea- and Hotep, I got to give a shout out to my man from Hustle University, Dr. Nardi. Hotep said one of his mentors told him, the creator created us to be creative. I agree. Well. <laughs> Creator created us to be creative. I agree one hundred percent. I think I have another caller on the line. Caller, let me check this three one four. See if they came back. Caller from the three one four six six four. Your mic is open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hello, caller from the three one four. Hello, how are you? Oh, all is well. Can I get your name, please? Oh, did you call? Did you uh, ask me once before and I didn't respond? Right, you had a lot of background noise going on. You might have been distracted. I was very distracted. I'm so sorry. I heard, I heard the um, the laughing background. I said, "Well, God, I think that was probably me." I just knew it was me. I felt it in my bones. Anyway, right. How well, can you? we get your can we get your name and where you're calling from? Honey, I'm calling from uh, St. Louis. And your name is Honey. Honey. All right. How you doing tonight, Honey? <laughs> how are you? <laughs> Um, yeah, I just had a quick question. Um, Dr. Naughty, how are you? And uh, Oh, fine, fine, fine. And uh, Coach Tahir. Um, it's about um, the um, immune disorder. Is that possible from birth control pills? Autoimmune, autoimmune disorders. Um and that can it develop from taking birth control pills for a long period of time? Um, birth control pills, honestly, all those ones that we tested, hmm. um, I would say I would say yes. I would say yes because 
Now, when you start naming naming certain birth control pills, you are going to be in trouble because you are going to put some people out of business and they are going to accuse you of of uh, of uh, all kinds of things. You know, so uh, I would I would recommend I would recommend that uh, uh, if you are on birth control, don't be on it for more than three years. Mm. Don't be on birth control for more than three years because uh, don't forget that uh, uh, it, it, will, it will prevent your ability to uh, it, will, it will stop your ability to produce certain hormones. And mm-hmm. you, as a woman, you need all your nine hormones. If you are not producing oxido- oxytocin, when it's time to, for childbirth, for 18 hours you'll be in the delivery room and nothing will happen. You'll be stuck. You will not be able to push. Because you are not producing oxytocin. In other words, <laughs> uh, the drugs that you have been taking have prevented you from producing a very vital hormone for childbirth. So now you are now have to have a, a cesarean uh, session. So for birth control pills, I always tell people don't be on it for more than three years. Not more than three years. Find other ways. Let the man let the man you wear the condom. And if the man does not wear a condom, then you have to you have to you have to rely on the on the dates for the for the cycle so that you have the natural birth control, you know. Uh, but unfortunately, there will be a problem because the 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 time that you are not supposed to have uh, uh, some fun, that's the time that uh, uh, either your hormones are raging or his hormones are raging. So what do you do? You know. So that's the problem with uh, uh, natural birth control. Okay. Okay, but can that also cause a person to go into a rheumatoid arthritis? Yes, 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 yes. I've I've had I've had uh, I've had people I've had people who who took no other drugs. They did their best. They did their best to stay away from 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 all drugs, and they use herbs to treat their ailments. Even though that's not the best, but that was the best that they could do at the time. But the only drug they put in their system was birth control pills and they did it for eight years and they had swollen joints they had deformed joints so do you have a particular for rheumatoid arthritis yes i'm teaching i'm teaching i'm teaching uh people i'm teaching people who have who suffer from rheumatoid arthritis yes and there are particulars for them yes and they are doing much better yes they are progressing without the without the drugs it's one of them who has only who only takes one drug out of the the total number of drugs that she was taking for for, for a number of years. Mm-hmm. So she is doing much better. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I have one more comment. Um, in the past, I heard you say um, bananas were good because they contain a, a high a quantity of uh, probiotics. Yeah, but you know, you know, you know that. You said don't eat bananas. I'm like, I'm well, you see, yeah, I know, I know, honey, I know, because you see, you heard that I preface, I preface what I said earlier that, you know what, I I will not allow consistency to defeat what I'm doing in science. If you have new, if you have new equipment that would discover, that would detect things that we did not discover ten years ago. I better close my eyes and go with science mm-hmm. and and stop misleading people. I will mm-hmm. not do that. I will not do that. If it has too much potassium, I better have 
tell the whole world no that it has too much potassium. You remember about, I said about lifting tea? I didn't know about lifting tea until I tested it. Right. You see, I never knew about lifting tea. You see, so if you have well, modern equipment that I help, pardon? I said that could be one of my problems because I've been eating bananas by the barrels. Yeah, you see, I understand, I understand. Oh, but, but you one see, time. Yeah, I know, I know, but I'm sorry. What else can I do? Let science prevail. Okay. <laughs> when you know better, do better. That's all. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Okay, thank you, Dr. Nordy. I really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, welcome. Okay. Thank you so much, honey, for calling in tonight. We appreciate it. You're welcome, and thank you all, and I really love your show, and I'm going to continue to listen. Thank you. Yay, I love that. Dr. Nardi, I, I got one more caller, but I just wanted to say, I, I definitely wanted to give a big shout-out to all the people who listen in uh, faithfully, and it's like a real surprise to me. I was in Baltimore this weekend, and um, I was at a, remember I told you I went to Baltimore for the health. Yes, that's correct, that's correct. The, and you, and the, you recommended, you, you asked a lady to call me, and she called me right away. Oh, man, I, I forgot all about that. But, yes, I, no. that was immediate. <laughs> but, see, look, that was, that was, that was from, uh, that was from Cosmo Physics because I, he had wanted a astrological reading. And mm-hmm. through some of the research and some of the things that we discovered um, mm-hmm. in his astrological chart, I stopped immediately and said, "You you have to call Dr. Nardi, you know, because we 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 try to help in the diagnosis as far as planetary involvement, mm-hmm. but when we but but when we know we have to pass it over to an expert like yourself, we don't hesitate." And then she came back in. Boy, when she came back the next day after she had talked to you on the phone, she was so happy. <laughs> she was she was so happy, and her and her son, man, I mean, just you know, to be able to help a person um, from that particular situation and to see the potential that he has, you know, is is like really touching. Is like really touching to me, you know. So I I I definitely appreciate you, as we say in basketball, catching the alley oop. You know, we throw an alley oop pass <laughs> from mid from 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 half court. So um, cause I said, man, there's no way this brother is schizophrenic. I said, no way, no way. And then once she had went and um gave you all the details, and that's one one of the things I emphasized to them, and I emphasized to everybody. Is be honest, be honest, be honest. And when I looked him in his eyes, I said, I said, you need to be honest with Dr. Nardi when you talk to him, and um, don't hold back. You know, let let him know everything so he can see. And, how these and things. It's, it's, it's good, it's good that you prepare them mentally and psychologically this way because I was able to help him, and I wrote down all the particulars he would need just because. He took me all the way back to his childhood and told me everything that happened, even things that his own mother did not know about. That's right. That's right. You help yourself by telling me everything. But if you leave, if you tell me just half and you leave the rest, you are hurting yourself. So as a result, your recovery is going to delay. So it's good that you prepare them mentally and psychologically. Thank you. Absolutely. And then um, I also had a brother who came in and said, yes, yes, Coach, I listened to your show. 
to the Symptometry Show, and I'm glad that you uh, had. I said, you listen to the show? So, you know, I always want to know <laughs> what type of people are listening to the show. Mm-hmm. This brother, like Dr. Abbott, had graduated with a degree in engineering, but he is an attorney who works for the U.S. government and the U.S. Patents Office. Mm-hmm. And he has been listening to the show. I said, I said, man, how long you been listening to the show? He said, oh, I don't listen to about eleven or twelve. He said, I'm with y'all. He said, I'm with it. I listen every week, every week. So I wanted to um, just do a big shout out to all the people um, who tune in to Zoom in with us each and every Tuesday at eight o'clock, and we appreciate it. And we're gonna keep striving hard to bring you know these heavy topics to the table. Next week we doing AIDS, HIV, and AIDS. We are, I'm, cause I'm tired of some of uh, some of the shenanigans. We stay in America. People want to make money, but next week we're pulling the skirt up, Doctor Nardi. We're pulling the whole skirt up. So we're giving you a whole week to go and get ready, and uh, we're not gonna be people pleasers next week. So for, for you all who want to know about AIDS and HIV and get the real nitty gritty. Then um, I'm even going to do some research myself and bring it in and present it before Dr. Nardi, and we're going to set the record straight. So I just want to say that y'all need to get ready for that next week. Also, I do have one more caller. I don't want to be disrespectful. Caller from the 215-987. Your mic is open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hey, Coach Kyer. Hey, Doctor. This is Yolanda calling from Philly. Yeah, hey, Yolanda. Yolanda, yeah. How are you? Dr. Nardi, Hi. I thought... Briefly yesterday, um, you returned my call, and I know that we'll talk more in detail, uh, hopefully one day this week. But (laughs) (laughs) I listened to the entire show. I got a lot of good information. The last thing I heard you say as far as um, dietary stuff, so I I do have lupus, and I'm also a a dialysis patient. I was diagnosed with lupus at uh, the age of 24. And it and 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 kidney failure at the same time. So you said no nuts. You said no bananas. Wait, 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 wait a minute, Yolanda. You, uh-huh. why, why did you do that to me? You told me that you only have the second one. You didn't tell me you had the first one. Oh, I thought I thought I did. Well, I thought I no. Had you told me how you told me you have the second one. That's why you're on dialysis. You didn't tell me that you're on the first one. Right. I'm on. I'm on that my kidneys fail as a result of lupus. But, okay. Now you are talking. That, well, we know, okay. <laughs> That's why I said I thought when you called me back that we would talk and I would be able to see you everything because it was just a, a little brief introduction that we had. Oh, yeah. So you kept the other, you kept the other juice for yourself for, for, support, for, for, for another day. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so... Um, my question was, you said not to eat coconuts and all that kind of stuff, uh, coconuts and almonds and nuts. What about the milk? Because I don't drink dairy milk, mm-hmm. but I do drink almond milk. I do drink coconut milk. So I was wondering, um, is that something that you think? Okay. Now, Yolanda, Yolanda you, are so, you have lupus nephritis. Right. And... If your blood pressure begins to go up, to bring it down will be impossible if you continue to drink almond milk. Okay. So please, 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 three times, don't 
drink almond milk. If you want to drink some rice milk from a plant also, go and do it. If you want to leave dairies alone, fine. But if you want to drink rice milk, fine. Leave soy milk, but rice milk is there. But almond milk, 